everybody, and welcome to the 18th MCU film episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubbard, and who's here to kick names and take ass with me tonight? I am Michael K. Hughes. <laughs> and good day, morons. I am Bill Tucker. That's about <laughs> as good of a Thor as you're going to get from me at 10 in the morning, just so you know. After watching this for three hours last night, <laughs> well, uh, you're not we'll going to you think better. you sound. We'll let you think you sound like Thor, not Quill trying to sound like Thor. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> This is my voice. voice? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, that 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 was kind of funny. That works. That there was still a part in this movie that made me upset, but from sure. Gar- that reminded me of Guardians too. But we'll get there. Well, yeah. And we are going to be talking about because we have finally we are getting through the MCU. We are going to be covering Avengers: Infinity War tonight from 2018. Man. <laughs> and listen, I never. I you know when we started this last year, it's one of those things where I never thought. Like you never thought, like wow, are we going to actually get to the end of this? Not because I didn't think uh-huh. we could, but who knew that maybe the world was going to end, considering we were in 2020 slash 21. And uh, you never know what disaster befalls us. So when this gets released in August, or whenever this is going to hit the June. Oh, June, that's not bad. Yeah, that's why we're taking a month off, because then we'll be really close to not as far back as we are. Okay. The pe- the time paradox will catch up with itself. Uh-huh. That's the, yeah. <laughs> so we started this in February of 2021, recorded the first episode. March is when it came out. So we started, r- I, th- I want to say, right before... COVID really like yep. took over and changed. Yeah, the it was world. like late February, early March, right before yeah, COVID was just a a thing you saw in the news, not yeah, you know yeah. in your lungs. So <laughs> it wasn't here yet. It wasn't here yet. Like oh, that sucks your child, and they were like, okay, we'll be fine. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's gonna suck for us too, just like every the whole world soon. Yeah, but yeah, Infinity War, we're here, and it's always funny because I always forget there's two more movies, two more right mm-hmm. between this and Endgame. So it's like, oh, we'll watch Infinity War, then we'll watch Endgame. Oh, no, we got a couple in between there. We still have to. Really good movies in between the two. True. Yeah, I, I haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp, so that's the one I'm really looking forward to. And then what was the other one? Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah, Captain Marvel. I keep forgetting that movie exists. And I really enjoyed it when I saw it in okay. theaters. There's a lot of yeah. people out there that want to forget that movie exists, too, but they're also assholes. So. Why? <laughs> well, why? <laughs> we'll, we'll get there, I guess. But I remember really liking it. <laughs> We'll get there. <laughs> it's a little political. We'll wait. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We cover that. No, it's like, yeah. it, I, I know what you mean. Like, it does, like, because as Mike kept saying before the recording, he's like, I watched the first half of the movie. Now I'm going to watch the second half. Yeah, it's, basically. It's still half a movie. Now, do you guys, <laughs> not to get too far afield before we get into the, the meat and potatoes of this. And by the way, uh, usually I take uh, copious notes throughout. This time around, yesterday was my wife's birthday. So happy birthday. It's very belated since you'll hear this in June. <laughs> happy very belated <laughs> birthday, James. So rather than sit there with a notepad furiously scribbling notes, I decided to just watch it like a human <laughs> would watch it with a, with a loved one or friend. Um, so I have no notes whatsoever. So I'm just going to go off of hazy recollections of last night's enjoyment. But I wasn't drinking. So at least that's that'll help. Man, we're stacks. We sit down to watch it too, and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to take any notes for this because it's going to take too long. So. It's just too much. I will. I, my hands just start cramping up. I'm going to get carpal tunnel from. And then I didn't want to like stop it every 20 minutes to gather my thoughts because then we'd be we'd still be watching it if that were the case. Yeah. So this will be more. I guess probably you know, the recollections might be a little more just free form as opposed to real thoughts. But I have a lot of thoughts on this movie. Um, which, of course, I saw in theaters. I'm assuming everyone did. Do you guys consider this like a, a Kill Bill scenario where it's really just one movie broken up into two pieces? Yeah, absolutely. No, I do not. <laughs> I I feel this is one movie. It has an ending. It has a conclusion to the story. Not a good conclusion for the, for the character. I say that, that ending is bullshit, so. 
No, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> to me, it feels like one movie because it, it, it does end. It has, I mean, Kill Bill, I, when I first saw Kill Bill, I didn't notice a Kill, a Kill Bill 2 ever even coming. So I'm like, okay, what a good movie. Yeah, see, I consider Kill Bill and Kill Bill 2 are, as one movie, essentially. Just kind of smashed and cut in half. Or, you know, bisected in some way. This one I'm on the fence with. Because it is one long movie, but it's two very different... I don't even say tone. That's not the right word. You can make the argument it's one just one big-ass movie. Giant seven-hour film. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess, you know, if I, as I'm thinking it through, yeah, I think you really have to see this as one just first part of a movie. And I really think it's interesting that they put in two more between to really bookend it. I don't know if you can see it, though, as one full movie, because doesn't Captain Marvel show up in Endgame? Yes. Yeah, so then then that makes no sense. So, you, so then you can't. That's I mean, because they don't technically, she's, she's a thing at this point in time. She's just off-world. Right, but you've never been introduced, um, at least in the very, very end stinger, which I think I still think is really great. Hey, that's okay. You can take a movie, introduce two or three new characters that you never saw before, just throw them in the movie, and just put on a movie out. It works, right? Yeah. Easy. Just 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 take care of this. You can do that. That's fine. We have uh, fuck you, Justice League. Fuck you. Well, we, we haven't seen as of this recording, none of us have seen the the Snyder cuts as I I'm said. going to be, but yeah, I haven't yet. I like I said, if you're fine patrons, <laughs> if there if there's a Patreon by now, if you're fine patrons wanna do a fake uh you know, get past the hat, put up a collection for us to get HBO Max for just one month, I will watch the Snyder cut version. Oh, we're 100% doing it once I actually make I a Patreon. So. I was going to say, then then we have to record for it, so careful what you wish for. I Listen, you know me. I'm a, I am a glutton. I'm a glutton for uh, microphone punishment, so I, 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 will, I will, yeah. Oh, we're 100% doing it. I just don't know when. I'm actually about to watch the movie here soon, but that's for another reason. But we're definitely going to be doing it at some point, yes. But it's going to be a Patreon. It'll be our first Patreon thing. Hey, maybe it already even happened by now. Who knows? But I doubt that's it. Right. That's right. Thank you, Time <laughs> Paradox. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, Infinity War, directed by the Russo brothers, as, yes. as usual. Overall impressions. What did you guys think about it the first time you saw it? Which was only three years ago at this point. So, we don't have to like really go back in the, the way back machine for this. I remember really liking it in theaters. I remember leaving like super happy and being like, man, I can't wait to see that. You know, I can't wait a year for the next one for the happy. sequel. Did we see the same yeah, movie. Happy. It <laughs> <laughs> was a great movie. I'm like, my God, I'm like, I need to know more. You know, that's how I was when I first saw this. This time I was just like, okay, in three months I can see Endgame. That just leads credence to the fact that it's only part of a movie. If you feel that you need to see more. Well, every every time I leave an MCU, I can't wait for the next MCU movie, except for a couple. Iron Man three, <laughs> well, Iron Man three, I'm just like, I need something better than this shit. When I first saw it, and Spider Man Far From Home, I'm like, what? <laughs> what was I just watched? But yeah, normally I'm I'm always excited for the next one. So I told my brother we were doing this this weekend. He's like, oh man, it's so good. I remember the text you sent me after you saw it. I said I remember two things from the day that I saw this. One of them was tensing up because I knew Spider Man was about to be dusted. And the second was searing mouth pain because I had a tooth that like broke in half and then got infected over the course of a week. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So like I was determined to go see this movie, but I was in awful shape. It was it was real bad. So you were ready to be dusted too, what you're trying to tell me? Oh yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you're like, take me, I'm ready. <laughs> Bring me back in a, when you fix this. And and then to bookend it, my wife had a tooth pulled the other day, and then we sit down and watch it last night. So <laughs> this, this movie is cursed. 
(laughs) (laughs) Don't go to the orthodontist before seeing this movie because most likely you'll need an extraction. Yeah, I remember really just loving it. Um, Again, no one walks out of here tap dancing though. Like no one's, no one should be skipping out of here. You just, I remember just being kind of like Michael in, uh, sorry, Mike in awe. Just like, wow, this was, this is extraordinary. Like I I almost, yeah, go ahead. Because he wasn't dead. He's coming back. I knew Spider Man is going to come back, so I didn't care. I'm like, oh well, he'll be back next movie. Who cares? Yeah, but no. I, but think about it con- contemporaneously. We didn't know that. I did. Well, I mean, I mean, <laughs> good I mean guy. Look for a contract. He's coming back. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, that's what. That's why my brain. That's why it didn't bother me at all. Like I know from a movie standpoint, it's really sad, but that's why. Oh, I teared up in the theater. Spoilers! Yeah. Spoilers for in the end, end of this movie. The heroes lose, and it's this is not okay. That's not okay with me. <laughs> I will get into the ending. I think we'll spend a lot of time on it. I'm more than okay with that. I think that's perfectly fine. You don't always have to win. It's sometimes more interesting to to rebound from the failure than to just win. Like growing through failure is always more interesting than just winning, which makes the end of Endgame just so just again, like I think I've said on a different show, just pop after pop, right? It's just nothing but victory moments. So yeah, we'll talk about the ending of this, which I think is very good and excellent and gorgeously done um, to the point where I can't imagine any other directors or director team or director doing it better because they really know how to treat these somber, serious moments. What about Zack Snyder? <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, he, he knows how to say that's cool and hit some buttons on his computer and boom, something cool happens. And then he goes, "Ooh, I want to make it dark. So he pitches everyone's voice down three octaves and puts everything <laughs> like a glaze of Vaseline on every lens of his camera and says, now it's dark. Mm. <laughs> no, it's not how that works, Zach. It's not. Mm. No, just because you turn the lights out and no one can see anything doesn't mean it's dark. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's dark, but it's not thematic. <laughs> that, that went exactly how I expected it to go. <laughs> <laughs> me Man, too. You, you know me too well now. You know exactly where to. Uh, I just take that bait every time. <laughs> it's okay. I know. I know. Cool. So, um, yeah, shall we? I guess we, we know everything else we need to know about the Avengers. So I think we just yeah. jump on in, right? This movie yeah. picks up minutes after Thor Ragnarok. Now, I want to just open real quick with this. Imagine my surprise walking into the movie theater without seeing Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I forgot you hadn't seen that. Yeah, imagine, imagine my questions. What spaceship are they on? Why are these dead people around? Why is <laughs> Thor have a haircut? Why is he missing an eye? What is going on here? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this this is not a good place to... Imagine people that started their MCU journey with this movie. Like I can't imagine. How confused must I, you be through this whole thing? I can't imagine. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you walk in there kind of like some of the others we've said... Wait, isn't this isn't this supposed to be fun? Isn't this? Are I supposed to be enjoying myself? Because I'm not enjoying myself. But yep. yeah, so this, this is, is not okay. a fun movie. <laughs> like, oh, what was the last one? Was it Civil War? Yeah, we kind of lamented that it was just this sad movie, one moment after another. Yeah, yeah like that. I don't like that movie that much. Yeah, well, my my energy <laughs> with Civil War is very similar to this. You're right. Where it's a not fun movie where fun things happen. There's lots of cool, fun things in this. You know, there's some oh, yeah, totally. fun humor moments and there's some really good action scenes. I mean, the Wakanda action scene is 
man, how, do they know how to write and direct an action scene. All to a not good end. <laughs> At the end of the day, <laughs> everything's bad. Like, nobody wins, which again makes this really interesting and good. But you imagine, yeah, I, I had no idea what was going on. At all. So, yeah, quite the beginning. Yeah, that would be a little confusing. Just a little. Yeah, so we, uh, as uh, I guess we should just quick describe it, we appear on the ship that's right after Thor Ragnarok. This, the, uh, literally right after they mm-hmm. leave. Like, they don't get much time on this ship to, like, chill out and relax. That thing appears immediately. And that's the ship of, you have it in here in your notes, uh, Ebony Maw? Is that the, uh, the sorcerer? That's, yeah. That's I, the telekinetic guy. I hate him. Do you hate him from like a character standpoint? Like, oh, I just he. Just I don't know who up. he was. Like, okay, that's another thing I'd say. Okay, so the Black Order are the are the characters in the, in here that they chose for Thanos' little entourage, and they're from the comics. I had never heard of them before because they're newer creations. I think they're created in the two thousands, so they weren't something that I don't, I don't read a lot of newer comics. So I never heard of them before, so I, I just think didn't. Over the course over the course of this movie, Ebony Ma is the only one that's actually named. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember them actually saying anybody else's name. You're right. I mean, I know it because I've read the yeah, like the, I've seen you the Fungo Pop. You know the book, yeah, the Fungo Pop. That's good. You know the... The book. Yeah, I don't remember that guy's name. The only reason I know is because I read it in your notes, Mike. So I, <laughs> I don't remember the guy's name. He is really just detestable. So he opens up with every, you know, basically the entire colony of Asgard completely decimated and destroyed after Asgard was decimated and destroyed. So literally, there's no Asgard left. Asgard is now almost extinct basically and this guy walking through he's kind of basically walking through the rubble walking through the wreckage prof profocating if that's a word about you know you have now died at the hands of thanos this your meaningless lives are now worth something because they lead to a greater good the kind of the propaganda thanos spews as he goes from planet to planet i'm really scary really sad thor again we say him without an eye without hair which again, I was surprised. Just <laughs> really surprised. I didn't realize uh, he has is uh, was Tess in this. No, that's short for oh. Tesseract in Mike's notes. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. See, I'm not used to your shorthand yet. I'm sorry, sir. So yeah, Loki is uh, shows the Tesseract. Basically, so what they're looking for is the Tesseract, which is the not the Power Stone, is the Space Stone. Space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, space. Space Stone. So yeah, they're looking for the Tesseract. There's lots of really cool, um, it's a really good description, uh, shows how good Ebony is with that telekinesis, what he can do with it. Mm-hmm. There's, I, I forget the order of operations of this scene, but I, but there is a ni- neat, quick little uh, Hulk fight. Hulk yeah, versus... very the, quick. Really quick, again, effective, showing how really ineffectual we all are against these, um, these alien monsters. That was surprising. Where was I'm trying to? Yeah, because Hulk was on that ship, so yeah, he mm-hmm. would have shown up. That's right, he was. Yeah, he fights somebody. It doesn't it, like he was saying. Like uh, Mike was saying, it's very short though. It's like it's a boom, boom, and then he just takes him out. And the other thing that's interesting about that fight is Thanos does have one of the you know he does have one of the things in his gauntlet. He doesn't even use it. Uh, ooh, that's very interesting. He doesn't need it. <laughs> and wow, I think that's yeah, what's point. also so interesting is that he just beats the shit out of Hulk just by himself to kind of show you his power because every time he uses a stone throughout this movie the stones glow and you'll see the color glow around him and stuff and that doesn't happen during that because I looked for it during the Hulk fight does not happen yeah mm. he's got the power stone we find out later that he went to Xandar which is where the Guardians left at the end of the first movie and he just raised that place to the ground and took it yeah yep, yep. <laughs> yep. So yep. even the yeah. Nova Corps couldn't stop him not, not even Nova Corps exactly yeah, so uh, at the end of all of this, uh, Thanos retrieves 
the second stone kills Loki. Which that's a good scene, though. Like this is, just shows you yeah. how much Loki has grown as a character. Where he showed because he's he's not giving the Tesseract first, but the way that he's he's killing Thor, like he is just sitting here just murdering Thor with the Power Stone. He finally breaks down and says, "Okay, here's the stone," and he's like, "You know, I'm, I'll I'll be I'll, I'll work for you." And I love that how he just he tries to stab him. He gets so close, and he's like, "You shouldn't have done that." <laughs> and then just. He's- Chokes. Giving himself all these titles, and then he stops and looks at Thor, and he calls it. He refers to himself as Odin's son. It's like, oh shit, he's about to do something stupid. Yep, yep. And even see it on Thor's face, who again at this point Thor is trapped to the ground with scrap mm-hmm. metal that was magically just. And again, you think about these characters. Thor is, as you guys have said, one of the most powerful Avengers, arguably the. And the, this guy with the magic fingers just wrapped him up in some sheet metal and said, "You stay there and be quiet." And the, even just the look on Chris Hemsworth's eyes as he realizes what OD, what um what Loki's gonna do, with I, the look of "Don't, don't! What are you doing? You're not going to trick him with his two Infinity Stones." I don't. They really thought they were going to, but I don't. I didn't get that part. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it's Loki just trying, you know, just doing everything he can to uh, to do that. Loki is dispatched. He's choked out in a very gruesome, brutal way. Yeah, and then he just oof. snaps his neck without even really moving his wrist. He's just pop yep you could almost <laughs> say he snapped his wrist huh hey hey up top no one nope. uh. too early <laughs> <laughs> i missed that joke for some reason no you, you it's fine it's okay. okay it was missable it's perfectly fine yeah this is such a sad somber scene and then basically he blows up the ship and oh, now you think is the we audience got, well, there we goes got a, oh go ahead sorry another death here because oh, heimdall's on the ship too yep Yep. And uh, Heimdall sends away the unconscious Hulk, and Thanos is like, yeah, you shouldn't have done that, and just <laughs> runs him through. So, Loki dies, Heimdall dies, all these other Asgardians die, and we're not even at the title screen. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> God. So my wife says, like, Loki really went out unceremoniously, even in the cold open. Yeah, really, Yeah, he didn't make the curtain fall. <laughs> he kind of just, <laughs> he was gone before it started. Man, is this sad. And you think Thor's gone, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like you said, the ship just explodes in a purple haze of the right. power stone. Yeah, it's it's a really it's a really sad opening. Like even though I know where this movie is going, I knew this was coming. This this hit me hard. Like I want to say the first time I saw it in theaters, it hit me really hard because I like these characters a lot, and all of a sudden they just I, and it it was not it was hard on me. Well, we're not used to seeing them lose. Well, I'm okay with some, but just the fact that you see Hulk get beaten down, you see Thor get, you know, massacred, you know, beat up, Loki gets killed, Hulk gets sent away. I mean, it's a lot. Still is. Like, it it, it still hit me. We're going to get into Hulk later, but his arc, if you can call it that, is one of my biggest issues with this movie. But we'll, we'll, hmm. uh, we'll get there. Interesting. I, I think I know what you're getting at, but that'll be interesting to discuss in a little bit. Stay here, people listening. Stay. <laughs> interesting conversation is a coming. So, uh, don't be there. scared off by the, the total runtime of this episode. Yeah, <laughs> I really don't. And you watch this in pieces. Hopefully by the time you're seeing listening to this, we're at a point now in life where you're doing things, you're going on errands, you're kind of like living life in a normal, uh, semi-normal way, and everyone's vaccinated, right? So that's, you have time. Just listen to this in pieces. That's fine. Again, if Wait, you can listen to the Giant Bomb Pod, <laughs> if you listen to the Giant Bomb Podcast every week, you can totally handle this, so. <laughs> it through the three-hour Civil War episode. Exactly, which is all prerequisites, yes. So, yeah, so after this, after all that death and despair and three major characters dying, or supposedly dying, within the span of, I don't know, five minutes? Um, like it's a lot. We, we go and see <laughs> Strange. 
we end up hanging out with Mr. Strange, uh, Dr. Strange for a little bit. Of course, <laughs> me being the aforementioned Cumber bitch was very happy with this. Oh, he's like, great Hello. in this, though. Oh, he's, he's fantastic. Right. He's yeah. so good. Yeah. I mean, it, it, he's really good. It's interesting. People, I know a lot of people didn't like Doctor Strange because um, it is a different take on the Marvel thing. It's magic and mysticism, not superpowers. But man, do I just like the different type of heroism and a different type of abilities that character brings. Plus, there's a very cool solemnness to it, like a respect for the arts and respect for the magic, as opposed to some of the characters who don't really respect it. They just have it as a thing they have. Yeah, I really like Strange. And Strange is still a bit of a jerk. You know, he's still a, <laughs> he's still a bit of a, a, a smartass, uh, which yeah. I like. This yeah, banter with Wong is great. <laughs> oh, fantastic. It's like great. I gave up all my, my material possessions. Like, well, I'll go down to the deli and tell him that I'm able to make you a metaphorical ham on rye or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. Great. <laughs> so good. So <sighs> funny. So sharp. I mean, yes, I'd die. I'd kill for a tuna melt. <laughs> then, <laughs> boom. Uh, Hulk is smashed into their floor. Every time something smashes into that sanctum, I go, how are you guys going to rebuild that? Like, isn't this thing like a thousand million magic. years old? And then yeah, I realized, magic. oh, yeah, magic. You can just, <laughs> it'll all just reconstruct itself. And it's right after Strange Me Talk, though, right before your whole sandwich thing you're talking about. So you get the title screen. Yep, that's yeah, right. You got to put that in. I mean, that's kind of an ongoing joke throughout because a lot of these movies, the title screen ends up being at the end. But in this one, they make sure, you know, right away you're watching Avengers Infinity War. They don't yeah, let you wait. And I thought that was kind of yeah. different. Yeah. And I wonder I wonder if Doctor Strange, you know, just in his everyday life when he's not battling aliens and trying to save the world, just uses that time stone for nonsensical things like, man, this, these light bulbs went out. <laughs> Boom. Now you're new again. Sweet. Right. <laughs> I just doing it for basic repairs or just messing around like he did in Doctor Strange with the apple. You know, he's yeah. making the chew, not chewed. I would. I, I would use it for completely uh, nonsensical purposes. Oh, yeah. Any any superpower you're going to find mundane utility to it. Of course. Please, you talk about rewind on a, on a switch or save states. Boom. <laughs> Maybe he was just using the force so he could hand a pair to his girlfriend. Nothing. You no, know, I'm going to forget you just okay. said that. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> you got the reference then. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, anyway, so uh, <laughs> oh, we, yeah, uh, so Hulk appears. Um, we skipped a scene of Tony and Pepper in the park. That's the next one right after the title screen. That happens if after the title screen, right? I matches, and then we get oh, to Tony. Oh, gotcha. And that's cool because again, we're getting some lightness. We've had a little bit of. We've had our our first helping of death and despair of several, and now we're gonna have some lightness with, Pe- with Pepper and Tony. So he's wearing that. Like she actually mentions it, and that's a question I've always had: is he doesn't need the or, you know, the, whatchamacallit, the triangle on his chest anymore, because yeah. he had the, the surgery. Reactor. The arc reactor, thank you. He doesn't need that anymore. He just has that mm-hmm. to put on the nanotech Iron yeah. Man suit. It's all he even about. has the line that it's, he's like, oh, I don't need this. It's just a housing unit, a housing unit for the, the nanites or whatever. And right. In yeah. Endgame, he actually just takes it off and hands it to someone. Yeah, because he does that in Iron Man 3 when he gets it taken out of uh, that great movie. <laughs> right, because at the at the end of it, he gets the surgery. Don't need this yeah. anymore. And then, sweet. Well, thank you. I was I was gonna go in line with that and say something sarcastic that was awesome or something. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. It's hard. <laughs> it's like it's like no, that you don't need to be mostly joke because it's not a good movie. I just enjoyed it for some reason, but not a good movie. Some reason. <laughs> Can't tell you. I just unfortunately I have it. You know, it's in, it's it's there. It's out in the world that I enjoyed it. All right, well, you know, one day we'll explore it. I don't know. 
we'll, we'll really dig into the site to, to your site to your the reason the psychological reasons you enjoy that. Like, because there must be something you know wrong <laughs> <laughs> with the movie or with him or with him with him for. <laughs> yeah. for for, for shelving it anyway um not to yeah revisionist You're history fine. that's what we're um, doing so. yeah we just got a lot to go through god we're on sentence five of your notes two pages <laughs> two screenshots worth of pages. Um, the, the tony with the with the with, with pots as i put her pepper pots like i think that's a very interesting little part too because here she here he is with her and you just have like we're talking about he wants to have kids and he makes a combo we'll name her morgan which again is a you know foreshadowing things that will happen way later in the in in the series like another movie for now or as mike says the other half of this movie correct which supports this i still don't agree but it supports it and it's it's a touching scene and and, and then strange just shows up out of nowhere right after a conversation but the and i which again i thought was cool i love i still love the whole little open the portals everywhere yeah i really love that they're pretty great yeah i mean i like this too because tony's never seen this before right my, am I right on that? Yeah, this is his first time. Yeah, yeah, so he all of a sudden he's in the park with Pepper Potts talking about their future and joking and not joking about maybe wanting a kid and her being like, uh, all of a sudden, boom, mustache man in a cape comes out of a portal. <laughs> Hi. And his reaction is very, who are you? Do I have to hit you with a laser beam? Do I greet you <laughs> friendly? Like, what? what are you, person? I mean, I feel like he wouldn't have, you know, he would have been a lot more on edge than he is because he kind of goes, okay. Well, we got a movie. We got a movie. <laughs> we ain't got time for questions. This thing's two and a half hours. So, yeah, he kind of just sees it. Oh, well, the reason he does is because uh, Bruce is with him. Mm-hmm. And Bruce appears, and he know as soon as Tony sees Bruce, he knows, okay, this guy's on the up and up. He's safe. I love this, yeah. though. Yes. They, he hasn't seen Bruce since the end of Ultron. That's right. That's right. Yeah, because he goes away, you know, so quickly. He goes to be in a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, that's where, that's, where he, that's where he ends up uh, heading, heading, heading to uh, the disappoint, disappointment lane. <laughs> that's where yeah. he was living for a while. But uh, yeah, this is great. Wrong yeah. opinion just now. Oh. Okay. No, well, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one out of one out of three ain't bad, right? Isn't that what Meatloaf always said. Mm. Nope. Okay. No. Okay. Just when he first meets Tony, though, like when 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 Tony first sees Hulk again, I love that scene. I just it to me it is so great. Like as you said, hadn't seen him so long. It's just oh, I love it. I can't. Yeah, it's pretty pretty awesome. And uh, this is when they kind of go back to the sanctum. I forget the the sanctum keeper uh, his name. Wong. Wong. Okay. When Wong basically gives everybody the straight dope on the Infinity Stones. So just in case you have been paying attention to when the Collector said it in Guardians. And when this person said it here, here it is in your face. It's really quick, so I'm okay. Stones. It's like it doesn't bother me because it's like boom. Oh, here's some, some dialogue. Yeah. You're back in the movie. It's a refresher. Yeah. And I think it's amazing that Iron Man, who's you know a tentpole character in the Avengers at this point, doesn't know what an Infinity Stone is. I think that's really interesting. Like well, he's yeah. he's explaining it to him. You know, they haven't dealt with them because they dealt with the Tesseract, but they didn't know the Tesseract was an Infinity Stone. Hell, the audience didn't know until he crushes it in this movie. They dealt um, Thor dealt with the Aether, which they didn't. I don't think he he kind of knew it was an Infinity Stone. But in Age of Ultron, he mentioned the Infinity Stone. But he says he makes comment the Infinity Stones are in play, and he leaves. I think it's in Age of Ultron, and that was like all. And then they're too busy dealing with Ultron to really care. Yeah, that's uh, during his his. Vision bath we talked about quite a bit in that episode. <laughs> yeah, which is a lot of it's cut out of that of that scene though. That was a lot of deleted scenes that we like, yeah. nah, we don't need this. I still have a problem with that. But yep. Yep, 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 yep. 
it's uh it's pretty it's pretty good it's it's uh it's a really great quick exposition on what this what this all is right again and again like, like michael said hey poor child if you walked into this <laughs> without ever seeing a marvel movie before you might need you need to know this stuff this is now now we're at the point where this is required knowledge this is a this is prerequisite knowledge before enjoying or <laughs> not enjoying the rest of this movie so like you got to get it out of the way they do it quick it's fast there's not much to know six stones go six stones go into a gauntlet bad thing happens if the guy gets all six snaps his fingers that's all you need Really, that's really all you need on this. It's a very basic concept, yeah. but all the emotion and work they've done to build up to this point makes it seem extremely grandiose as it is. And they do it well because all the all the stones, but one had been in all the, had been in movies before this. They had already been setting them up, and you can you know you, if you've seen them all, like you get that payoff. If you hadn't seen them all, they make it work so you can still enjoy it just fine. Like you don't yeah. have to have seen it to enjoy the movie. The movie's still very good either. Anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. They, 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 and the Russo brothers are very good at that, right? Endgame. I don't think you can watch Endgame without seeing Infinity War. I don't think oh, so. Oh god, no. I don't think so. Which lends credence to Michael's point of it being really just one movie, um, because the first is really required. Yeah. Hmm. I gotta think of that. That's a very interesting question. Um. But yeah. So we uh. That. So we. That's the scene. Where we get the story. Um. They realize Vision's missing. He's gone off the grid. Bye. I really like this. This also hits different now because uh-huh. I've watched WandaVision, so I'm, which I'm not gonna talk about. But it hits differently because of that. Like it makes me. But I. I really also. I've always been a big fan of their, their whole love story with Vision and Wanda. Like I, I. I really like it. And I. And in this movie. I mean, yes, it was introduced in the series a little bit in Civil War which had been years before at this point that you would have seen it, but it's, I'm, I'm okay with it. I like this whole vision meeting. Yeah, I think it's wonderful. I think, um, I think it's been a while since the events of, I guess, was it ultra? Two or three three years since civil war. Since civil war. Right. And they've been, as they say, stealing, stealing moments on and off. And I know vision really wants to almost settle down with her. Like, Hey, this works. We work as a couple. (laughs) Guys jumping ahead. We're not there yet. Yeah. Oh, we're not there yet? No, no we're no, not. We're just, 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 just see Vision meeting with her, then it jumps back to the ring ship. Because and... Bruce is like, well, do you know who could find him? And he's like, well, I know someone. And he pulls out the phone that Cap sent Tony oh, at the end right. of Civil War, and he goes to call him. And oh, then geez. I'm sorry. Yeah. Space space starts happening. It's like, <laughs> hey, doctor, you wouldn't be having to move, move in your hair right now, would you? <laughs> no, I am not. And you get, I think this is also one of the first times that you see spider sense, too. Because when you first see Peter um, in the on the bus, he has the spider sense. Yeah. I thought that was really cool, arms, too. The hairs on his arm stand up, and he yeah. turns around and looks at it. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> and then Ned gets to the great line, we're all going to die! <laughs> That's what you're <laughs> That's a distraction, and no notices. Uh, Pete just jump out of the out of the window. Yep. Man, is it fun watching him just swing around? Yeah, it is so cool watching him just gleefully. And even though he's on his way to you know giant ring spaceship in the midst of Manhattan, he still has some time to like skim the water. As you yeah. like, <laughs> I was watching him swing around. I was like, I said to my wife, like, "Man, I just want a good Spider-Man movie." He's like, <laughs> 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 uh, it's- I have a good Spider-Man movie. It's called Multiverse. Yep, there is that. You have you have it's a favorite movie. It's amazing. It's amazing. This my wife said our... that. Yeah, sorry. My just my wife said it at the end of this movie. She's like, "Man, I want to watch Multiverse again. That was so <laughs> good." I'm like, yeah, you want something fun and lighthearted and enjoyable and impactful? Yeah, I don't blame you. 
So we yeah, this our, is a Stan Lee cameo too. I like that. It. Was okay. There's a couple things about this I, I have to unpack. One, okay. he makes that comment. He's like, "Haven't you seen a spaceship before?" And all I could think of, well, of course he is. He was in Guardians too. He's a Watcher. He's so that's uh, again, what brings credence to that whole fact to me. Yeah, I mean they're they're also still in New York, which is where the invasion happened. The end of Avengers. Don't take this away from me. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing, but I'm like, no, I'm gonna ignore that and go with my with my theory. But yeah, yeah, that was good. That's it's cute, right? It's it's a quick one. It's funny, you know. It's it's during a lighthearted moment, so it, it fits well. It just works well in that kind of because anything with Spider Man's a little more lighthearted than if he weren't there, right? Just in the way of his energy and the way he approaches the obstacles and bad guys in his way. But man, this is a really great tech demo for old Ebony and his uh, his magic fingers of he's so effortless in throwing cars. I hate him. He but he's so effective um, and he's just detestable because he's just, you know, he's a, a smug asshole. He is. Yeah, a, he, <laughs> he bothers me so much in this movie. Not not necessarily bothering because he's bad character. Just I don't like his design. I don't like his powers. I just ugh, he just creeps me out. Powers are awesome. I don't know what oh. you're talking about. <sighs> powers are ridiculous. I like how Tony. So Tony, of course, they walk outside. Um, we'll talk. I think this is when to- Tony unveils when his nanotechnology like, suit. Yes, Ebony Maul and Kroll. I'm pretty sure the other guy's name. The yes. big guy. Yeah. Pretty sure it's Kroll. The only reason I, I know that because I remember looking at his Funko Pop because he had a big Funko Pop. I just won very, very quickly. Uh, I like the line Tony has is, hey, Squidward, Earth is okay. closed today. That's fine. <laughs> that made me laugh, Squidward. I mean, it's not bad. No, Cole is Sibian. That's his name. Sorry, I think. Oh, I don't know. It, it is. Yeah, I, I so, not so Crawl. Square, the squaring off of this is um, Strange takes on Squidward. <laughs> and then Iron Man <laughs> kind of basically takes on the other dude, um, big monster dude. Cole. Cole. Yeah. And all the while... Poor, poor Bruce Banner has performance anxiety. <laughs> Dude, he can't. Dude, you're get... embarrassing me in front of the wizards. <laughs> <laughs> really good. Really good. Yeah. I, I'm not. I don't really. I don't like the fact that Hulk's not in this movie at all. I think that it's okay here that they do it, but I wish they wouldn't have kept that going. So this is where my issue with this starts is because we see this three times over the movie where Bruce is trying to bring out Hulk and Hulk refuses to come out. And they never close that loop. They, just, they don't talk about it at all in Endgame. It's just You're Hulk right. won't fight, and that's it. Well, they really they well does it in Endgame where the first time you see Hulk, he's full Hulk, like full Hulk Bruce Banner, yes. just walking around yeah. taking selfies. Professor Hulk, yeah, it's Professor. And they Hulk. just completely neuter the Hulk, so nothing nothing comes of this performance thing. They just didn't want Hulk to fight. Which is I would weird. say, a good point. How do you know oh. for sure? But you just watched the other movies, so I can't yep. argue at that point. <laughs> no, you're right. I, I remember that too because I don't. Does does Hulk ever fight in Endgame? It's kind of, <laughs> kind of. I get the end, but he's not Rage Hulk now. He's just controlled. No, yeah, Hulk. right. Yeah. So like, obviously, he's afraid because he just lost. He got his ass kicked by Thanos. I'm like, oh man, in Endgame, he's gonna come back and he's gonna yeah. kick some ass. And <laughs> nope, you don't See, get that. That's interesting because that's exactly what I thought was going to happen. Because, again, it's been a few years since I've seen Endgame and I haven't watched it since theatrically. But my thought was like, oh, well, yeah, this is kind of interesting. Like Hulk and him can actually argue and have conversations and Hulk is still autonomous, but he's still learning to wrestle with it. Okay, that's cool. I know you're I know the directors really thought his big Iron Man Hulk suit was going to like replace that. It doesn't because Bruce is still just not good. He does get one fine one moment of him being good at things, 
Um, it's awesome. Which <laughs> is pretty great. Which is pretty great. Uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. But don't turn Bruce Banner, don't turn him into old Hulk Bruce Banner. Don't turn him into, you know, what was it? Nine, God, I had the joke in my head. <laughs> <laughs> joke. My joke is like Bruce, like Hulk trying to get out. I'm like, joke, get out. And he's like, no. Freaking <laughs> <laughs> Edward Norton. Don't turn him into Edward Norton Hulk when he doesn't do anything good. Because Edward Norton Bruce Banner, as we all know, does nothing. <laughs> Just mopes around and, and looks for and begs for spare change. Hey, he can travel across the country. Cross <laughs> country with no money. Hey, that's a that's a special feat. So that, I, I just I just tossed I just tossed Mike a beach Oh, that ball. was that was a big floaty beach ball. <laughs> he just <laughs> walked up, put the tee down, set the ball in front of him, handed him the bat, like here you go. Giant old bongo bat and says, Swing away. Swing I will away never now. stop making that joke on this show. Never. Hey, listen, we've been doing this for a year. We have to. <laughs> we have to close loops, unlike some movies where loops never close. We will. We will bring this to the end. Um, I and never thought is... of that. I didn't think of that. Yeah, my my expectation was going to be yeah, an end game. He goes full Hulk in a cool moment, and and there were so many good opportunities for him to do that here. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially at the last one when he's inside the the Iron Man Hulk suit. I want to come back to that. I have. We will. And we will. He just bust out of that. I'm in rad. Just break out of it, you know. Send it, go, send it flying. And this is—it's during the fight when they're fighting Squidward and Cole, which is not part of the Black Order in any of the comics that I'm looking at right now. You have Spider-Man shows up too, and, I, and again, I kept thinking throughout this entire movie, every time they fight, you know, if they just work together, they could probably take out these people just fine if they would stop because the teams all split up during most of this movie, which I kind of like. I kind of don't like. We're gonna be honest. Well, they, they have got, to. I think yeah, they fine. have a lot of ground to cover. Yeah, I, I think it's perfectly fine. And I think the teams that they're matched up with work well. I'll say it later. I think Thor would, is a great Guardian of the Galaxy. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to him being in the Guardian of the Galaxy movie at some point, if that happens. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen anymore, because I think they're changing things, but I could be wrong. Oh, now that no. he's a, a goddamn comedian, he should be with the other goofballs. Exactly. He's a, he, he is a comedian now. So The reason I don't think that's going to happen, because originally Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was supposed to come out first, so he would have been in that movie. But then they changed things around, like the Guardian is in Thor 4, and I feel like that's going to push him from wherever he ends in Endgame to there, and then they'll go their own way. Yeah. My opinion. But we'll see. Okay. We'll see. I don't want to talk one, about it. And then just one other quick note before we talk about the Spider-Man, because Spider-Man does come in to help help Tony as he's, they're flying around taking it's care cool. of the big dude. So fun watching him dance around. I don't like Tony's suit. I don't, I don't like this. Thank you. I don't like it. I don't like when we get to the point of a movie or a game, when we get to nanotechnology, I think of Metal Gear. And I, <laughs> think, <laughs> and I think of Metal Gear and I think of Kojima and I just get sad. Metal Gear. Nanomachines. Nanomachines. Everything's a goddamn Gotta say it like this, Mike. Nano machines. No, like that. You can't you explain go. everything with nano machines. Don't do it. Yeah. I just don't like it. I I don't like how this is at this point now. It's just magic suit that I, can do whatever he wants. Like, and it has cool stuff. Like my wife said, it, but this thing has really cool things. Um, there's one moment where he pulls out these four like sonic sonic cannons, like you would find in Hulk in First Hulk, and like they can fly out to the side and they shoot blue crap at them. They look really cool. <laughs> But where do they come from? Would a nanomachine just build it within an instant and then attach it to his back? Because if they came out of his back like a suit, they would have come out of his spine and shoulders and then would have goop on them. They don't have goop. I don't like. Yeah, I I hate this suit too. I don't even hate the scene. I just hate the fact that this new nano suit is so thin and 
just doesn't have the tactility. It, ha- it doesn't make sense in the world it's in anymore. We've now gone to future silly alien magic technology. And um, I just miss the clinking and clacking and clunking. It's based off a suit he had in the comics at some point, but I can't remember which one it was. That's fair. That's fair. I just, I just missed the, again, I, I don't expect him to walk around with the Mark one all the, you know, <laughs> for 15 years, but this kind of, I don't know. It just doesn't work for me as far as what I like about the Iron Man suit, which is the, um, the clinking and the clanking, the machining of it, just turning it into an extension of a computer program or a video game skin just doesn't really, um, work for me as well. It does look cool. Like just visually it has a, just, they all look cool, but uh, it does cool things. Because again, now you're giving Tony Scarlet Witch powers. Whatever the script needs, he can do it. <laughs> he's thought of everything because he's read the script. Just yeah, like. I can I can buy that. And that, that was one thing that just bugged me too with the suit is that it just wasn't the same. I like the suit that he had so many other movies. Like I think I really like the Age of Ultron suit the most. That's probably my favorite of all the suits. Yeah, I'd, I got, I'd have to think through them. But I just, again, not to belabor the point, I think it's fun when you give a hero a set of tools that they have to use around the situation and not give them tools because of the situation, right? So I'm going to give you these four things you can do, and then I'm going to give you a scenario that you need to cleverly use these tools to win, as opposed to what this movie does is, here's the action scene. What do we need to give Tony Stark to be effective in this scene? And it seems like the same thing, but it's different because the latter is just the writer saying, all right, he needs to stop. So let's put this giant boot thing on his foot that he can like stop himself and you know, yeah, it, you I mean, are right, though. It really was just whatever he needed, when he needed it, how he needed it. He's got all these tools. He could have a Swiss Army knife shoved up, shoved up his ass, and he's, it's, it's still not enough, as we see later. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that, <laughs> that's the theme. That's, that is the theme of the movie, right? But I'm, I'm talking about it more of it from this particular set piece, right? Yeah. And at this, Because at this particular point of the movie... That's not certain, right? It's not certain that they're going to fail. And The way I saw it is they're just building up to how powerful he is at this point. And so when he gets his ass kicked later, it's that much more impactful. Like, well, shit, he was doing all this crap earlier and it still wasn't enough. That's fair. That's a fair, uh, fair take. Fair take. I just wish I just I just again, I won't belabor the point, but as a fair take, I just think that as far as this particular moment goes again, but it's cool. I mean, I'm not saying I was sitting there grumbling about it. But it's cool watching him fly around and, and beat on a random faceless big bad, <laughs> you know, mini boss. So that's fine, you know. And Spider-Man comes in. He's super fun. And he's not terribly great, but he's effective because he's just so full of joy and glee. <laughs> and this is also when you have Ebony ends up capturing Strange or Squidward, as we were calling him just now. And, and it's cool. Like, I do like how he morphs all the bricks and, like, grabs oh, yeah. Strange. I don't like how quickly great. Strange loses, though. I like when he summons all the bricks around him and... Just like chisels them away into spikes and sends them flying out. His yeah. power is awesome. Oh, it's great. That's it. And again, so overpowering. And this lends to to Michael's thoughts on the movie, which is setting up a moment, setting up a moment of complete and epic failure, epic and complete failure. You you did not do the job you were meant to do by all these little moments of failure, and so by been, setting up. Go ahead. Sorry. I wish I'd been keeping track of the wins versus losses for the heroes in this movie because be good. <laughs> the the wins are in the single digits for sure. Yeah, it is, and that w- and it also makes the the small wins seem significant. Seem like oh okay, small win, but no, you're right. This is a this is a lopsided affair in favor of the villains. Yeah, he they fuck him up. 
<laughs> I think that also kind of bugged me a little was how badly they just took them out. Like they just they I mean, Ebony Maw and and Kroll have no issue taking out Iron Man, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange really. They just beat them really easy. And that, that bugged me a little. But I guess, you know, you had to have a villain that was so powerful for this. Well, they send the big guy away anyway. So they they kind of win. No, they had to cut off his arm. Yeah, they got up his arm and they, they they trapped him in the Alaska or somewhere, you know. Which doesn't really help them later because then he's able to do other stuff with that arm, but hey. I mean, he becomes a Mega Man villain. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the, the portals are still cool. Where Strange yeah, is like, so cool. uh, Dr. Banner, if your other green half isn't coming out, then you need to go away. And he sends him away and then half of a taxi falls with him. <laughs> <laughs> they really him crawl to wherever they send him, Antarctica, and... He tries to jump back through, and his, his freaking hand gets cut off. Very good. I did like that, and this is also when you have then as they as he takes as Ebony Maw Ebony Maw takes Strange, they go up into the ship, and Peter follows them, which I thought was cool. Like you have Peter on there, he's like I can't breathe, Mister Stark, I can't. And he takes off his mask, and I'm like, that's not gonna help you, buddy. He's following Tony's instructions to protect the wizard. Yeah, but going into space and killing yourself don't help really help anybody, you know? Yeah, adrenaline high, and then by then he's oxygen deprived, so he's probably not thinking real straight. No, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, I was happy when the Iron Spider suit came out because, you know, then Tony finally launches it and gives it to him to help kind of save him and to use it to, you know, detract him and use the parachute to get rid of him from the situation, even though it doesn't work out very good. But that whole part where I'm a big, Big fan of the Iron Spider suit. I don't like the one in this movie as much. No, it's it not. looks cool, but the original is still way better. I like the red and gold, and that yeah. and that's what bugged me that it wasn't that suit. So that, yeah, no. I guess this is probably. Cool. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that suit. Obviously, I know. I know no suits. I know none of them. <laughs> but I uh, I like this suit because it's an extension. You know, it's an evolution of what he was originally wearing. God, that's Iron Spider ability is so awesome. It's <laughs> great. I just love. I love that. Uh, and it's used a lot in this movie, or a, a good amount mm-hmm. comparatively. Uh, so it's very effective. And this um, is the the same suit that we see at the end of Homecoming that Tony was going to give him when he let him join the Avengers, and he turned it down. Oh, the Iron Spider suit. Yeah. Okay, you're right. I forgot about that. You know, that was two years ago, or a year was it? Two years or a year before we saw would have seen this movie. I don't know. I, I can't say. Remember. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I mean, it was like a, like a month ago for us, but you know, I don't remember. Yeah. It's cool. just. I don't know. The suit just did not do it for me, just because it wasn't my suit. So I was upset. Even though it's, it's, it's okay, that's the hard <laughs> part of adaptation, right? It's like you have your own favorite things from the other media you've consumed, and eh, that's it. You know, it's just what happens. And this is when you have Tony, and then so you have Tony gets on the ship. Peter's on the ship now, even though Tony doesn't doesn't know Peter's on the ship. And they find out pretty qu- they find out pretty quickly when they run into each other. And they get and he gets all mad. I told you, I told you to leave. Well, I don't listen very well. <laughs> this the suit's like really responsive, and it's kind of your fault. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that. He's like, really? Uh, just, I think I'm just tired of Tony too. Like I'm tired of Robert Downey Jr. in these movies, and I and I like I'm so happy that he's done. Like I'm, he, you know, I'm glad he started, but I'm glad he's done. I'm glad it's moved on. It's a really the yeah. start of Tony taking responsibility for Peter too, and why mm. the end hits so much harder for him. Yeah, it's starting in the park where he's finally wanting to settle down and have kids with Pepper. She's like, no, we're not. We're not pregnant, no matter what your dream tried to tell you. <laughs> so he had this uh, surrogate son here, and Peter. Yeah, that plays a big effect on this movie and the next movie. Sure does. Sure does. Yeah, and the way they get rid of Squidward is really, really just fun. Oh Pretty man! Clever. Before that, I'm sure Bill oh. of all people enjoyed Doctor Strange's situation. Oh. <laughs> oh yes. 
So Evan's got them suspended in the air, and these like glass bikes all around them, trying to get the the time stone off of them because the amulet, the Eye of Agamotto, is protected with the spells. So he's trying to figure out how to get it off. And my wife's just like, this this makes me uncomfortable because it's not a pleasant sight. I loved it so much. <laughs> I want all the clear spikes poking into his head. Yes. The sign always the scene always reminds me of Dead Space 2 where you gotta shove the needle in Isaac's eye. Oh yeah, well, like it's only is that bad. I mean, that's just good. But uh It's pretty bad. This is good though. It just I don't know. And he even says like these were used for microsurgery and blah blah blah. Kind of doing his evil guy, kinda like <laughs> Evil guy talking. Yeah, the monologuing, as the Incredibles puts it. <laughs> and it's during this time that the movie kind of is breaking back and forth. You have um, Banner finally picks picks up the phone that he got earlier that Tony had because Tony dropped it and he calls Steve. And my whole question was, do you really think Steve would put his like? Why would you put your first and last? Couldn't you just say Steve like Steve Rogers? Like we need everyone to know. Like what if someone else got to hold that phone and go, you're in contact with a fugitive? Something you know. Maybe. Yeah, it's Tony. I'm sure he's got it under. I know. It just that's what went through my brain. I'm not saying that it made sense. I'm just saying that's what I was thinking. Yeah, and I was like, "Peace out. I'll see you at the end of Endgame." <laughs> Basically, <laughs> it's funny. I like how I like how the phone is like this old, you know, 1998 like flip phone. Yeah, it's, it a, it's a very Steve Rogers thing to give somebody. Yeah, to give me a call on. Oh, and then and after and after this part, when you first get introduced to the Guardians of the Galaxy, show up and a song comes on. We got to talk about that. Oh yes. yeah, you know, as soon as the scene switches to space and there's '80s music playing, it's like, oh, it's the Guardians. Yep. Yeah, I'm. Yep. Hey, is I'm okay with this. We get one song, so that was all right. Or we get Rubber Band Man, which I don't really remember. Yeah, this song. is the Spinners. Yeah, this is yep. the Spinner song. It's great. That's awesome. Can, can you not like the Spinners? Come on now. I do. I didn't have a problem with the song. I was just like, I just like, I was like, I couldn't remember who did it until I was googling right now. But I'm like, I, th- I thought of like, I want to build a thing. Oh yeah, it's great, and it uh, it sets the mood and the tone of this very well. We've now again, we've now moved over to lighthearted, fun Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, all of this is really good. I actually like it. They've kind of toned down the the obvious jokes, if that makes sense. Like, uh-huh. They've really, to- it's just the jokes are in the scene and they just work within their personalities. They give Drax very little to do. Yes, Thank they you. toned him way down. Way down. I, I wonder. Make me happy. Did, that, did they catch any backlash because of literally how awful and borderline? It's entirely people? possible. <laughs> I, I wonder because I don't remember people commenting on that at the time when Guardians 2 came out. But um, boy, oh boy, they, yeah, they toned him down to Guardians 1 levels and maybe a little below, So, which was good. We, we don't need him being an asshole to, to Mantis again. We don't need that, that whole thing. No, I'm so happy that that wasn't a thing in this. There's one dumb drag scene, which we'll talk about, but... Yeah, but yeah, did they show up? Yeah, so we get reintroduced to our characters. Um, teenage Groot is uh, playing his game. <laughs> And all Every, he does, everyone understands Groot now. Everyone gets Groot now, but he's teenage Groot. He's supposed to be an ass. He's supposed to be terrible and awful. Again, it's, it's he's playing Defender too, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, it is, is funny. funny. It is and good. they show up to the Asgard ship because they got the distress signal. Like, oh hey, maybe there's someone here that hey, they can pay us for rescuing them, and you know, yeah. like we don't pay them, we'll take their ship. And Gamora just kind of looks at him, is like, we won't really do it. Like it's just kind of, <laughs> I like. like it's like there might be opposition here. Everyone put on your your mean faces, and in the background you can see Mantis kind of like showing her teeth a little bit. Of, uh, <laughs> I hate Mantis in this movie. Both I hate Mantis just in all her movies so far. Really? Yeah, she's oh, she's cool. I think she's fine. What's the? 
She I adds a different dimension to the group. I don't. I just don't. I hope she's gonna be in a third movie too. I'm sure. But I just don't like her. Not her fault. I just don't like the character. Okay. I mean, that's you're allowed. I just. I'm just curious why. Yeah. Because I just hate Garnier Sue. She came in that movie. I'm not. That might have something to do with it. I'm not sure. That could be. That definitely could be for sure. I can play a big part. <laughs> so they. Uh, they. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. They rescue Thor, which I thought. I. It's funny with all the stuff with Thor. Yeah, that, they're like that, looking at all the debris and the bodies starting everywhere, and Thor just flies and crashes on the windshield. <laughs> Rocket's like, wipers, wipers, get it off of there. <laughs> <laughs> like, Good line. Get it off. So they bring He's him inside. and two or something? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why they that's why they bring him inside, because his eye opens. Uh, okay. They bring him inside, and they, uh, you know, Quill is commenting, how is this guy still alive? They don't know who he is. And then, of Stupid. course, Gamora is like, his muscles are, <laughs> look like they're hewn from some sort of steel. <laughs> Quill is like looking at her like, stop massaging his muscles. <laughs> <laughs> how, how is this dude still alive? This is not a dude. This is a man. You are a dude. <laughs> it's like a pirate had a baby with an angel. <laughs> <laughs> it's some funny shit. Good stuff. Really good. This is the this is exactly the tone Guardians needs to have. This is uh, the tone from Guardians 1. Yeah. Yes, exactly. This is not the tone from the misguided Guardians 2. <laughs> Which makes it so much better. Yeah, yes. I agree. And all that stuff with Thor is just so funny. This is when you have them talking where Quill's trying to you know, talk deeper. And the Rock's like, you're talking deeper. No, I'm not. I always talk like this. God, it's funny. <laughs> yep, that's my. That's where the, you guys made fun of my pretend Thor voice. Um, <laughs> in the open, which is fine. You're allowed. It was good. I'm I was surprised. Fan. It was actually good. Yeah, it wasn't good. But uh, no, I oh, love the... It was actually good. I was enjoying it. Oh, thank you. Um, I didn't have a problem. That's not what I was referring to. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so this is um, you know, Thor is basically kind of laying out what's going on, and he's, he's explaining too at this point, I think, uh, what the Infinity Stones to these people who they don't know. He gives and, a very brief, I think, uh, yeah. background of it, and then this is when he tells them that Thanos has came. Thanos has two stones. They have to go to Nivaldar or something, and that's and then they kind of the team splits up again. I think doesn't he also make a mention of how Thanos, since he has two the two stones, it's going um, to nowhere. What's that? He's going to go to nowhere to get the get another stone, right? But doesn't he make mention of the fact that Thanos with two stones is already more powerful than anyone in the universe? Something like that. Like something like, oh, do we have to get this bad guy? And he's like, he's, he's already with two stones. He's already the most powerful. Which is not because Wanda, Wanda's stronger. Yeah. yeah Wanda but, and Carol. We'll get there. Yeah. Well, have, but, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it's okay. Like, I mean. Then they go to nowhere. He goes to Nivaldar, which kind of splits up the Guardians because Rocket goes with him and Groot goes with him, which several purpose later. But yep. he get, I think he gets the eye a little bit later when Rocket gives him the eye that he's been holding on to for a while. Yeah. Well, that's later on, right? Yeah. Okay. That's, I, but that's much later on when they approach. He bounces around a lot in between the different plots that are happening. It'll be a challenge. So those of you who are listening, if it sounds like we didn't do any homework, well, A, we didn't. It's two and a half hours long. And B, this does jump around a lot. So if this I'm seems like a, a whole yeah. thing of notes I am reading and, and deleting as I'm, as we're talking. <laughs> yeah, it bounces out quite a bit. So I think what we're going to do from here, I'll let Mike, you steer the ship and then we'll just hang on for dear life and hope we don't miss anything important. We'll be the, the other assortment of morons. We will be the other morons. <laughs> yes. Um, just... So at this point, morons go and head to uh, nowhere. Other yes. morons, Thor and Groot and Rocket head to Nivadar or something. Nivadar, is that what the <laughs> pronunciation is? Who knows? Like, I, I always pronounce things correctly it's, on this show. They go to the, forg- <laughs> the forgery planet from the dying star <laughs> thing. Yeah. You get it, a new hammer. 
and you get and then then they jump back to Wanda and Vision and I and this is a this this is a really powerful. I think this is the first time you see Wanda and Vision where they're in they're in somewhere in Sweden or they're somewhere in, in some European country. I don't I didn't Scotland, write down that. According Scotland. to your notes. Oh, hmm. those notes. Oh, I see right below what I was reading. Ah, good exactly. one, Mike. Yep. <laughs> it does help when you actually read the notes that are in front of your face. Sometimes it's hard, you know, it's hard. And. Like, and, and when they see the TV and they see what's happening on the TV, like, I thought that was really powerful. It really made me think of Dark Knight a lot because that's just what came to my mind. Because mm-hmm. that movie, right. everyone watches TV in that movie. Everyone. I've <laughs> been. It's been so long. I told the story already. I saw it on an IMAX theater, sitting oh. in the front row in the corner. I craned my neck for two hours and watched or, a Catwoman do something. I don't know. Something uh, happened in that movie. Over the other ones, but so you, I, and then this is when you have the two other Black Orders you hadn't been introduced yet to Proxima and Corvius Glaive show up and attack Vision and Wanda. And this is kind of cool. You have Wanda fighting Proxima and Vision fighting Glaive, and they kind of go back and forth, do some cool actiony things. And at one point, Vision gets stabbed, and he pretty much almost takes out Vision. Like they keep Vision out of this movie for the most part, and Vision's a very, very powerful character. He just gets pretty much just one one stab, and whoever the hell that thing does, and it's just he just crippled. Mm-hmm. Can't At least they explain him because they say the whatever the sep- the spear was kept him from phasing. Oh, I didn't catch that. That makes and, sense. I, I didn't think about that, but that makes perfect sense why he couldn't phase through it. And then the the lead up to this scene, he's kind of wrestling with the mind stone because he says he's trying to talk to him and warn him about something. Because it knows. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it knows what's going on. It's the mind <laughs> zone. <laughs> no, sorry, wrong movie. All right, nothing. All right, <laughs> I keep making dumb jokes. They don't always work. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the podcast. And then you, and then you have one of my favorite scenes. Like I, I get so giddy every time Captain America shows up, and I just smiled so big. I mean, especially I the first did time I too. I did too. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. He doesn't really do a whole like he catches a spear and throws it back at him. It doesn't really like, but it's just still so cool. Yeah, he's the he's leading. He's not. He doesn't have to do a whole bunch in this movie. And again, on Wakanda, everyone's doing something, but. He's leading the team, and it's really good to see him uh, back. It's comforting to see Captain mm-hmm. America up and about and, and doing Captain America things. And now he's um, got the honky beard, too. He does. He does. Well, it's very of the time, you know, 20, 2018. <laughs> you know, everyone's growing their facial hair. It's just what it was. No, it's great. It's, uh, it's, uh, it was, yeah, it's just really cool to see him, see him back and, and doing um, Captain America things. It's nice. But he's not alone. And I was kind of weirded out. It, it bo- not bothered me, but it was... When Black Widow shows up and blonde, yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I I just did not remember that. It's not um, the same. I was going to ask you. So, Mike, Mike, as our res- as our resident Scarlett Johansson fan, fan, um, two of them, almost Stan. Let's just say that. What What do you feel about her hair color in this particular film? Well, considering I still have the image of all her different hairs from all the different movies, um, for the. MCU that's something that I found. I don't like it as much as the other hair. I Captain America's better. Age of Ultron is they're all better. It's probably the worst of them. Hmm. Okay, but so you're not you're not a fan of the hair dye. Okay, no, but it also I feel like it fits in this because she's on the run. She's a fugitive since Civil War, so she changed her look. I it fits the movie. I just don't. Oh like yeah, it as much. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it also shows how much time has passed, right? You know, you need those kind of visual indicators. So again, Captain America's got the beard and the the longer locks. He's kind of letting the hair grow out a bit. Nice to see that cap. You know, just live life a bit. This is good. This is a good thing for you. So yeah, this is all good. Uh, Falcon's there and does next to nothing. Thank you, sir. <laughs> That's what he does in movies. It's <laughs> not good. I mean, I'm not going to keep saying this every single time, but good lord, he is not very effective. He does a couple of things in Wakanda. He shoots something. That's awesome. Yeah, he's just there. Like I, I, I feel like more will happen with this character eventually in Phase Four, but 
I just yeah, well, Winter uh, Soldier too, right? Yeah, his, his show just started as of yeah, this recording yesterday. So I stopped myself from watching it on purpose. I'm like, I don't want it to alter anything I'm going to say on here. Like just like WandaVision, I kind of wish I wouldn't have watched it. We were done with this, but I couldn't. I couldn't wait. Well, yeah, you can't <laughs> wait. I mean, my wife and I are still. We're still gonna. I don't know why we're holding off on it, but I hear it's good. Yeah. Anyway. Well, We'll be talking about it someday on the show, I'm sure. Um, and then you also get the scene where you get Gamora's childhood. He goes back to the Guardians and kind of talks about how where she how she met Thanos and how he killed half her planet and that whole thing. And he gives her that balanced little knife, like everything in life should be balanced, just like this knife. This scene felt weird. Like it was kind of out of place. Because he kidnapped a child, murdered her parents, and I half know, the people. <laughs> the well, yeah, no. Just the fact that I don't even think there's any lead up into it. It just cuts from cap and everyone fighting to this scene Here's but also uh i think we skipped over that black widow wounds glaive at some point and they oh yeah yeah you're right we did skip over that and she she's... makes comments like we're not we're, we're not we're gonna kill you and then approximately like, you're not getting another chance yeah. and that comes back around later so it's worth mentioning yeah you're right i they should have killed them but i understand why they didn't because they're heroes yeah, and they were they were hoping they could get something out of them, but silly goose, you're not going to. And then of course they just depart. <laughs> yeah, so I think that I actually think that's just a misstep. You should have just taken taken care of them, or else Wakanda would have been a very different experience. Um, the scene where I really love the way this movie allows the main villain to just rest and talk. This is great, and I love this little back bit. I love the back uh, the the bit when later on when he's talking with Gamora kind of explaining his morality and his methodology and what he thinks ought to be done um, in a very just matter-of-fact way. He he doesn't love this eventuality. And we talk he talks a lot more about his backstory when we get on Titan. He he doesn't really want to do this, but he's the only one with the will to do it. And like we've said in other Marvel you know villains, it's a, dec- a good motivation done very poorly. Like that's not the way you go about this. You know, Black Panther, you know, the main uh, villain, Black Panther, has a very valid point, really valid point. But going about, you know, basically rep- reparations by a violent revolt, it's, that's not the right way of doing it. You're just causing more problems than you're going to solve. But I just love this moment. I think, it's, sure. I think it's a really sweet moment of him recognizing there was this out of all the worlds that he's destroyed, he sees in this one little girl, a fighter, a real fighter that he can take onto his own because he's going to slaughter her parents anyway. I see it more as a manipulation as he found someone vulnerable and able to warp to what he wants. Yes, but I think that in in service to his end, his end game, (laughs) in service service of what his end mission of his end goals are. So yes, I think there's definitely parts of that in there. I don't think he's a morally good character. Although I do think he is capable of having genuine emotions for somebody else. Um, if not, then he'd be a bad character. That's just what bad villains are. <laughs> Destroy the world. He's not that. And I see in this scene both of that. Like this manipulation of, hey, I, I need someone to carry my legacy, you know, or whatever. But there's also this little person. And I, I choose you, you know, and... Yeah, it's it's a very really kind of touching and strange, you know, and again, explaining a little bit of his motivations where everything needs to be in balance, you know. Yeah, they also need to start building up this affection that he has for Gamora because it becomes important later. Yeah, and we don't have a lot of time for that. because We haven't seen it. All we've seen is her hating her father. Mm-hmm. We'll say father just for the sake of argument. because not really father. 
Uh, <laughs> adopted father. Adopted father. Yeah, I guess. So would say father. Hating him, yet still still having this connection, which again, we got to get this done quick. And this is a very effective way of doing it. You know, large creature with, with, a, with a little girl being very tender and fatherly. Yeah, that works, right? We're, we're, we got it and we'll move on. But yeah. As he guns down all the people in the background. As he guns down. <laughs> but, but here's the thing, though. And here's the thing. He shields her eyes from it. Like uh-huh. he's like, no, 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 don't look. Don't look. And again, that's where that's why I think Thanos is so interesting and good is he's she's shielding her eyes and saying and really almost admitting I I don't want to do this, but this is what has to be done. It's like a I don't know, I can't think of a good analogy. Like a farmer, you know, who has crops, but they need to, you know, sometimes to you know make new crops, you gotta burn down the old ones that aren't any good anymore, which refreshes the soil. They do that when they make pineapples in Hawaii. They burn down giant swaths of the pineapple farm because they have to re re renutrize. I almost said renutrize. Yes, you did. Revitalize the soil. <laughs> yeah, make it nor revitalize the soil through that so they can bake more pineapples. It's kind of what's happening here. He's getting rid of half the pineapples <laughs> so the other pineapples can Shut thrive. It's <laughs> <laughs> burning down the forests. So the other forests can thrive. Like you do control burns in California and things like that. Yeah. I, I, I thought they could control that. burns in California, which is you just have a sex reveal party and that's how you burn down it. Huh. That's I cool. That's, that's, okay. that's called an uncontrolled burn. <laughs> not what you're supposed to be doing. But anyway, I love Thanos and I think this is a very, very effective scene. Oddly placed. I'll agree with you on that one, Michael. Um, mm-hmm. But I think you have to put it here because we got we to gotta get that piece of the story rolling as well. Yeah, you've got plenty of movie to do it. Yeah. And this is when Quill Quill makes the promise to Gamora that if because Gamora knows that she knows where the soul stone is and that nobody else does because she burned the map to only she knows and that she asks Quill promises has you know if he, if he captures me you need to kill me he's like yeah yeah I promise then they kiss <laughs> and I thought of Bill like Bill was this earned oh yeah it's good I think this is fine no this is perfectly fine they've they've spent three movies building this up uh, at least at this point. <laughs> Yeah, no, this is perfectly fine. It's tender. It's sweet. I What I think is really great about this is that Quill has this moment like, okay, I'll do this because I love you, almost knowing he can't and hoping he never has to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Gamora is like, there's no, he's going he's gonna to use me to find this stone. I'm better off dead. He won't know where it is without me. But when they're kissing, if you notice when they have that kind of that longer shot of them kissing, his hands are at his side. This is not a loving embrace. This isn't like movie smooch. This is hands at the side, comforting kiss. It's a kiss. It's a relationship as opposed to like hot passion by a fireplace on earth with a Nordic God. It's not that. <laughs> this is a very grounded moment of the physical, you know, soothing, like a comforting. Like, I love you. I'm, I'm going to comfort you and we come together as a couple. You know, this is not passionate. This is resigned. And I think it's very effectively done. I think the acting is really great from both parties. Um, and of course, you as the audience member knows is this ain't going to go out good. I, even if you've never seen this movie, you can see that again, the big beach ball set up for the big bongo bat hit is a coming. Yeah, they, they, they set it up for you. And then to uh, balance out the mood after that big somber note, they get the, the levity of a voyeur watching them kiss. I know that was that this actually made me laugh really hard. It goes almost too long as mm-hmm. a bit. It almost you did a Ragnarok. You almost. Hey, hey, stop it. <laughs> uh, but it was fine. 
where Drax has been standing so still that oh. he believes he has come, become invisible. You can cut this entire part out of the movie, and I'd be happier. Nah, this part nice. is completely unnecessary. It's stupid. It's a reminder. Oh, you remember that terrible movie we made, Guardians of the Galaxy? Here's a reminder. Like, just cut. The, oh, I, no. I didn't even write this in my notes because I was like, no, no, fuck this part. Like, you just cut it right out, and I'd be happy. It wouldn't hurt the movie, you know, anything. Oh, I wouldn't compare this to the humor in two. It's okay. It's not as not bad, but it's just unnecessary because it makes tracks just so stupid. Like, and he's just quietly eating. Like, stupid. <laughs> How long have you been standing there? An, An hour. hour. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I I don't agree, Mike. I think uh, I like this in here. Again, it breaks tension. It kind of sets up for the next next few scenes coming up. Because again, there is so much somber, just failure in this movie that uh, you need these moments of just lightheartedness and. This is what he's good at. He's good at just not knowing the room, right? Like, <laughs> he thinks there's no problem just standing there and staring at two people kiss and have a private moment. He doesn't know what a private moment is. Never heard of this thing. What's this private moment you like, speak of? I just don't like Drax after Guardians 2 either. No, it, he's extraordinarily unlikable, and I think the directors and writers knew that, and that they, he is kept to comic relief and the occasional, and, and one scene of, you know, one moment of scene or plot moving, I should say. That's it. So. <laughs> like his dejection is like, no, I'm pretty sure I'm invisible. And Mantis comes by. Hi, Drax. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and again, this is what's nice about this moment, not to camp out on it too much, because it's really not really not worth camping out on. It's just cool because he he really thinks he's invisible. <laughs> he thinks this is working. So this is when you didn't jump to nowhere. And why is it every time I, I hear I see nowhere I'm like nowhere man he's listening. I thought oh. the same thing. Okay, is it real nowhere you. man? Yeah, I had it. I got you. Good song. And this is when you you have then like I this scene is a great scene. I felt too where they get they get there they see Thanos talking with the collector and like okay we're gonna do this plan and I mean because I already seen this movie I know exactly where it's going I'm just like oh this is really powerful when you know what's what's going on and like she try so then they end up attacking Thanos. And Gamora ends up stabbing him. She stabs him in the neck, and then she stabs him in the heart with a little knife he gave her. And she thinks she kills him. She starts crying. All of a sudden, you hear a voice going, I expected better of you, daughter. <laughs> and it's just like... I know he talks about how she apparently feels something for him because she's crying as she kills him. He's like, you can never be too sure. It's so good. And then you just see the reality stone. Everything fades away. You have the collector in a case just waving at them when all when everything starts or clapping for them when everything starts falling apart. Like it is. I think it's a really good scene. Mm-hmm. And a way to bring back that actor who ever played. I think ben, Benicia Del Toro played the collector. Yep. It's a way to bring yep. him back. So happy to see him. Magnificent. Magnificent. <laughs> I, lo- I just love that over the top. Just Benicia Del Toro delivery is great. This is so good. I, this is just I forgot that the reality stone was creating all of this, you know, fake reality. I know I forgot. So they walk in and then she stabs Thanos and I'm like, well, I've seen the other movies. So clearly he's not dead. How does he get out of it? Because he don't look too good. And then he falls on the floor and she's sobbing, which again, really great way of not only moving the plot forward, but showing connection. She has a connection to him. She's daddy. He's, he's daddy. (laughs) (laughs) He's, he's, the, he's not good daddy, but he's a daddy, right? And uh, so she has that connection, and he has that connection, and he's tricked her. And You mean yeah. he wasn't her father, but he was her daddy? Is that what you're trying to tell me? No. Well, I, don't, I don't know what that delivery is. Or, or, or what those words are. Guardians, too. He says, 
he was your father, but I was your daddy or something stupid like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was no way I was going to connect those dots. Okay. No. Oh, yeah. I just figured the way you said daddy was making it sound like something lewd. No, I wasn't going there. But yeah. <laughs> no, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, where are we <laughs> going with this one? Story. I know during our Sin City episode, we uh, we went down some paths, oh, no. but I don't know what else, where, where we're going in this, on these roads. <laughs> Not there this time. All right, good. No, very, very effective. I love this scene so much, and I do like the fact that Drax, really all he wanted to do was kill him. I'm just going to, and of course, Drax just, now you have this, these wonderful moments where Drax just runs at Thanos because now, well, why bother? You know, yeah, he runs after him. Her, turns, his whole motivation for the first movie. It's like yeah. all he wanted to do was kill Ronan and then Drax. Yeah. And then they turns him into blocks and he turns Mantis into spaghetti. Which is a reference to the comics, by the way, too. Oh, is it? Oh, really? In Infinity War comic, that's what happened. Okay. Is that he did that to them when he gets the gauntlet? So it's a it's a throwback to the comic. That's cool. It's so visually impressive, you know. Yeah, right, all of a sudden he turns into blocks. It's great. It's it's a powerful scene, and, and just this is also the first time we ever see what the Reality Stone can even do because we we're introduced to it in that one movie. I I forget what the hell it was called Thor Dark something. Yeah, that movie it was in there, but again we didn't really see it do anything. It was just there. Yeah, and then oh god, and this in the scene where you know he's Thanos captures. Gamora and she and he won't kill her like he's supposed to kill her he just can't do it and by the time he finally you know gets the the courage to face this what he faces fear and what he has to do bubbles come out of his gun because Thanos you know just alters reality so effective and again we're showing so much here we're showing just how powerful Thanos is so in our minds at the audience we're going how are they going to defeat him spoiler alert they don't <laughs> there you go <laughs> setting all that up for you this movie makes not like Quill by the way at all Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no, it's the scene yeah. later on. Yeah, this scene too. Guardians two made me hate him, and oh, then this well, one. Yeah, yeah, this is he has a classic Marvel slash really movie moment of uh, let's forget about everything we're here to do because something bad happened to me. The ultimate selfishness movement moment. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I understand, but at the same time, like you know what's going to happen. You know you can stop it. You you can change things, and he just doesn't do it. He just lets lets her, you know, go whatever her fate is, and she dies anyway. Like you know, spoiler alert. Like it doesn't. He doesn't save her. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll go we'll go down that road. Um, we should be there <laughs> relatively soon. But yeah, no, this is all very effective. Again, showcasing what the reality stone does that it can change obviously reality. And this yeah. is when the movie then jumps back to the other team where you have or the first time you see Rhodes and he's talking to William Hurt, who is the general from who was in Civil War and also the Hulk movie. The one thing from the Hulk movie that carried over through other movies. And eh, like this is when he tells him, like, hey, you know, they're losing and they still like I like how the government still just keep blaming them. Like they're just not like we need to do something. About it. No, no, it's their fault. It's their, you know, just, they just won't get over what happened from the Sokovia Civil Age of Ultra. Sokovia. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. It's okay. Or did not want to come out. That's fine. Now this is very cool. Right, this is this is a good moment. Rhodes does he's him and Falcon must go to the same flight school. They don't do much of anything ever. They're kind of just like they kind of just hang on the coattails of the rest of the Avengers. Pretty but much. what's that? Pretty much. No, I mean I think they're yeah. in, both have their own Disney Plus shows coming out though. What what's it gonna be a talk show like they do on Saturday like a like morning TV talk show where they just talk to people? Well, the Rhodes show is Armor Wars, which is essentially an Iron Man movie plot, but you know. That's what it's going to be. Uh, well, it's I hope hopefully then that fleshes them out as actual um, interesting characters. I yeah, this is fine. Again, this kind of lends more credence to Captain America. What he was saying is like, shouldn't have signed it. Shouldn't <laughs> sign it. Can't I, trust it, the government. I liked it when he shows up and and he's like, oh, this is, and he's like, arrest him. And then he just pushes the screen yeah. over. Like, OK, we're done talking. 
That's a court martial. Yep, that was great. And then and then when when Cap first sees Banner for the first time, and and ScarJo sees Banner Banner for the first time in years, I mean, I was like, come on, something, 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 and nothing happens. And even my wife watched it with me. She's like, they didn't do anything with this. Like, nope, they didn't do anything with that storyline. No, no, nothing, nothing really at all. It's the whole story. They set it up, and then they just the ball is passed over, and they just look at it, and go, oh, look at that ball, do do do, and just bounces away. I'm gonna blame Universal as why they won't do anything for Hulk in this movie. Probably this this probably has something to do with it. Do you think that's do you think that factored in? Do you think so? Factored into him not getting his own movie, which could factor into Yeah, we know that. But do you think the fact that he doesn't really make an appearance that only Bruce Banner is in this movie? The the next to last tentpole movie of an entire MCU universe? Get a standalone movie, maybe a little. Because the only thing that Universal affects is that they can't do a standalone movie when it comes to rights. So maybe that was just a directorial choice or a writing choice. Okay. But yeah, no, that's a, this is all pretty good. We're getting some of the band back together. Just cool seeing some of the original Avengers together again. Because this is the first time since Age of Ultron that you see the team, some of the team together again. It's been a long time. Because Hulk goes away at the end of Ultron and you don't see him again until Thor Ragnarok and in this movie. Right, right. This is also when Bruce tells team about Thanos and what's happening. Because now this is when Cap finds out. And the other part of the team finds out. Just, God, this movie is split in so many ways. I forgot how split up this movie is. It's well, there's a lot like like Michael said. You get there's a lot of stuff to go through here. There's a lot of stuff to uh, to do. They, so they, uh, then you get jumped back to Wakanda for a small scene where you have Chadwick talking about how they need to. It's it's time for the what the hell they call him the White Tiger or something. They call him White Tiger or what no. the hell was his name? Was it the White Shadow? No. I can't remember. Nothing. Anything, Mike? I have no idea what you're talking about. No, when so when we're on Wakanda and and uh, Black Panther, they're going to give the Winter Soldier his new arm. They refer to him as something. Oh, like yeah, the white shadow, it. the white white oh. something. And I'm trying to Google it, but I'm getting stuff that says well, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I'm not clicking nothing. So I'm just yeah, white maybe white Russian. I don't know. No, it's not. <laughs> it's that's white something. But okay, they call him, and that's when he gets his new arm, and he goes, "Where's the fight?" or something like that. And then that's the end of that. But he finally become Winter Soldier again for the first time since Civil War. He's finally fighting again. Yep. And then you get to the strange torture scene that we that we talked about earlier. God, I mean, that's how like that's how much this movie jumps around a lot. Yeah, we, got us. I mean, I guess you have to you have you have three different, essentially three different plots happening at once. Is it three or is it four? You have Thor, you have Cap, you have Iron Man, Guardians. Yeah, you have four plots going on at the moment that kind of converse into three teams near the end of this movie. Or two teams, but yeah, it's a lot. And this is when oh, Pete... so this is okay. See, I'm see. I don't know where I am in this. Talk about yeah, time this paradoxes is in this podcast. There's time paradoxes <laughs> in, this, in this movie. So this <laughs> is where okay. Yeah. And Iron Man are in the ship, and Peter's like, "Hey, remember that old movie Alien?" Which essentially it's Aliens that he's referring to. Because I'm pretty sure an Alien. This is Aliens. Yeah, because Aliens. That, that's when they open up the. They shoot the queen out the. Which is what they do to Ebony Maw. This is when they kill yeah. Ebony Maw and save Doctor Strange. Yes. Which is. He's going on about how he's so powerful, and Tony's like, "Yeah, well, the kid's seen more movies and just puts a hole in the ship." <laughs> it's just so great, and he, and it's funny too because the wind up for this is good because as the audience, you know, he's now pontificating, like you said, and I'm like, "You're like something's gonna happen, like something almost cartoony is gonna happen here." And sure enough, they uh, open up that that hatch and suck him out. Hey, it's effective. 
He kills um, him. I, I didn't know if he would die, but they show him freezing in space. Oh, yeah. They they make it no <laughs> uh, very clear. He is now gone. And I to clap because he was oh, yeah. I just to fuck Evan anymore. I was so happy. I was just like, yes, he's dead. You're supposed to. You're supposed to see him with his grizzled face grimacing as it freezes and coagulates. And we're all supposed to go, yes, he's gone. It's good. It's a great moment. He's the worst for me. He's the one that bothers me the most out of all the Black Order. And to a lot of what Michael's been saying, this is like the first one of the first good things that happened. Yay! We defeated a bad guy with cunning and trickery and teamwork. It doesn't happen much here. It's a lot of teamwork. But like at this point, there's not teamwork did the thing and saved the day. So now they're on this ship. But hey, they're in this uh, spaceship that they don't know how to pilot, hurtling towards destination unknown. And this is where Tony starts arguing with Doctor Strange about what to do. Go home. Go back to Earth. Strange explains that he has the time stone that he will kill. He will let everyone die in order to save or rescue or protect the time stone. Mm-hmm. Um, I also don't agree what they do in this part where instead of going like they, instead of turning the ship around to go back to Earth, they just decide to keep going where the ship is headed and go to Titan to confront Thanos where he's not expecting it. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like shouldn't they if they would have regrouped and they had everybody together, they could have fought better. Well, Tony's logic is the sooner they get to him, the less stones he has and the less powerful he is. How does that work out? Yeah, and well, and also they have this the, the element of surprise. And he's like, right. let's just take the fight to him. He, you know, he doesn't know we're in here. You know, it's a ship's coming. If we, if we turn it around, he's going to know something's amiss and probably beat us to the punch. So, yeah. but also remember, too, nobody knows what he has, right? Nobody knows that he has like, about three stones now. So, no, they know he has at least two, and that's all they, yeah, that's all they know. They don't know about the reality stone. So yeah, and this they, is when you yeah, get man. more talk of Gamora's planet. I put on here, so I can't remember what the hell that meant. It's I don't okay. remember why I put that on. I there. don't think they go right to Titan because they're en route. Do we go back to now? Um, jump back to Thor, right? Gamora, who was captured by Thanos. Oh yeah, they're yes. talking about how they first met. And this is also when you have her getting. He shows. He starts torturing Nebula, and then that's when Nebula finds out, or he Thanos already knew that Nebula knew that Gamora had told her because the she's a computer that she knew where the soul stone was. Yeah, Michael, where did you uh where did you land on this part? This is that like that second emotional scene where, you know, Thanos is kind of explaining and then we go into that nebula part. Where'd you where'd you land well, on it? We skipped over a great line from Peter and Doctor Strange. Where's like Peter's like, oh hey, I haven't met him. I'm I'm Peter Parker. It's like I'm Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using made up names. I'm Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that should have been my intro. Oh, oh, we're using made up names now. Okay, it's <laughs> good stuff. That's great, and I love that, all that. The interplay of these characters are really good, and they they just pepper in these these mm. moments of lightheartedness. So, oh, you have to. Other this movie oh, would just be a freaking train wreck of just sorrow. It would just be, yeah, it would be like, you know, wrong. It, it would be the it'd be the movies I watch on a regular basis. <laughs> Sad and depressing with no redeeming value whatsoever. Uh, yeah, but yeah. this one, it's, it shows how far that Gamora and Nebula have come from just only trying to kill each other to Gamora actually feeling sorrow and sympathy for what uh, Thanos is doing to, to Nebula. Yeah, because she wouldn't have cared before. Well, also, it has to be noted that Guardians 1 and 2 take place very close to each other. Mm-hmm. So they were a team for a lot longer than we think. If we just saw Guardians 2 in this phase, like it, it happens like very close. If you look at the timeline, it's very close together when, the, when those two movies happen. So they had more time to get to know Nebula where she was better th- before this happened. It just right. has to be pointed out. Because I remember that kind of like, I'm like, they just, 
I'm like, Grand Shoot, it wasn't that long ago, but it's actually in the in the grand scheme of things, it's a lot longer than I think. Yep. So because Guardians happens right after the first one, before Age of Ultron even happens in the timeline. Right. Yes. That is correct. I like the scene because, uh, again, this is the second time where we've now seen Thanos really slow down and just contemplate what he's doing. I love his morality. It's, he's played by Josh Brolin. Do you guys know his work? He's done a lot of stuff, but I don't know. I don't know if he's ever done anything done like famous, famous. He was most, his most, probably one of his bigger roles was in No Country for Old Men. Yeah, Have you guys yeah. seen No Country for Old Men? Good movie. It's phenomenal. It's one of my favorite movies um, of that decade. And Thanos is very, very similar to, well, both Josh Brolin's character in that movie and Anton Chigurh, who is the the villain, in that he has a single-minded morality. He has a moral compass that he is following and will not be swayed from it, just like Anton Chigurh in No Country for Old Men. Oh, I just want to point out when you brought up Josh Brolin, he was also in that really classic movie with Megan Fox called Jonah Hex. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Gosh, that's right. Jonah Hex. <laughs> yes. Wow. Why is that part of the DCU? Is it bad that I want to watch it for this show someday just because I want to suffer? But yeah. We'll yes. See. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is. That, see, see, if your single-minded morality is to make us suffer through bad movies just for your own <laughs> evil pleasure, may I try to sway you elsewhere, sir? Makes, that makes you a villain. That does make you that it makes you a good villain, right? You know, positive motivation, and you're willing uh, to suffer with us. Kind of just uh, movies I always meant to see, and now that I like Josh Brolin more, I kind of want to, even though I know it's probably Josh there. Brolin plays this character he, exceptionally. He played Cable in Deadpool 2, I think. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see Deadpool 2, so I, I don't yeah, know that either. One. It's a good movie. And at the same time, during Nebula's torture, then it jumps after he she reveals, like, yeah, she's like, I'll take you. She tells him where it is, and then they go to Voromir. You also have Thor then going to the Ford. And this is when Thor gets his eye. Yeah. This is one of my favorite pieces of Chris Hemsworth acting. Might be in the whole DMCU, I'll be honest with you. He has this moment where Rocket goes, time to be the captain. <laughs> he has the whole bit before is, I'm the captain. And he goes to Thor and basically he's like, hey, hey, buddy, looking down. And Thor is kind of going through this little explanation of how he's lost everything. And, you know, but and but he's plastering on these smiles. But I'm OK. I'm, I'm fine. You know, rage and anger and loss are great motivators. You know, and I'm fine. And he's clearly not. And the fact that he starts, I, I almost see this as Thor putting on his comic face. Right. I'm funny guy. But I'm really something's wrong. And I use this comic funny face to mask all this horrendous pain. Father dead, mother dead, homeworld gone, literally almost extinct. You know, he is like the last Asgardian, really. He's it of his entire race that he was the king of. Like, it's his fault. A lot of it. Some of it. But it's just this beautiful bit of acting. And at the end of it, he kind of just says... You know, what's the point? You know, I've lost everything. And the way he delivers that kind of little monologue and that sequence is gorgeous. Like, you and my wife said, like, okay, he acted the shit out of that. That was, boy, nice. And I love that because, again, it's showing cracks in his armor. It almost excuses the fact that he is now a comic character as opposed to, and again, we'll get to Endgame, which I really, really think is kind of gross how they treat him yeah. in Endgame from the yep. beginning. Every, you know, everybody in the theater is chuckling. Hey, he's so fat. And you're like, that's really sad and gross. And yeah. it tri- it plays on a lot of stereotypes that we don't need anymore. Anyway, we'll talk about that in five months. Whenever that happens. That's about two months away. Yeah. But anyway, it's uh, it's it really kind of almost 
explains like his Goofy's lighter tone, his lighter nature. He's masking and he's hiding all these emotions from all these horrendous, terrible things that's happened. Do we even know what happened to Natalie Portman at this point? Like she's never mentioned. Um, she said she didn't want to be in the movies anymore. Right, but, like, <laughs> but yeah, they don't even mention her. <laughs> the last thing we heard is she broke up with him. Oh, okay. So there you That's go. That's the last thing we get where in, in Thor right now, she's like, well, she broke up with you. No, I broke up. It was mutual. That's the last oh, thing we hear. Oh, okay. So, that, so his lady love is gone. There's See, a little more of that in Endgame, yeah. too, where he kind of breaks down about her. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I like big, her a lot. Big focus of Love and Thunder. That's yes, that's going to be. I, yeah, I know she's gonna, yeah, I know she's going to be a big part of, of that bit. Well, she becomes Thor, finally. Hmm? She becomes Thor. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I've I've read the spoilers and such about that. Yes, not from the comics, but from I know. I'll be able to, I assume it comes through. But that, that's really basically. I think you know he's lost his hammer. He's lost his eye. <laughs> I mean, he's lost literally everything. So I think this is a wonderful little encapsulation of of that struggle. And so Rocket gives him an uh, another eye. Oh, here you go, <laughs> Thor. I mean, you at least have two eyes. I I don't like this because they should have just kept him with one eye longer. Like he's he's one eye and all of a sudden, boom, he's he's no he's back. It's fine though. I, I actually liked him with the eye patch though. I thought he looked pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty, pretty awesome with the eye patch. Oh, and quick one little one liner. Just to mention, Josh Rowland's also in that movie that you recommended, uh, Sin City: A Dame to Kill For. That's right, he is in that. Oh, everyone <laughs> makes mistakes. It's fine. <laughs> hey, listen, paychecks are hard to come by in Hollywood. Sometimes you just need to cash that check and. You know, check your respect, your self-respect at the door. I just like making that joke all the, every time it comes up. And, and you are right, though. That's some really good acting with Thor. I didn't really think about that when I was watching it, but you have a good point. Yeah, I do I the same thing. Because, like, we we watched this and we watched Endgame right after it last night. And at the end of Endgame, I'm like, still making bad jokes. Because that movie still hits like a truck. Yeah, I I have no recall. I haven't seen it in a, in a long time. So some theaters. I, for one, did not watch both of them in the same day, like some people in this episode. But Yeah, oh, man. Like... You said it watched it the, that night. You mean that <laughs> yep. morning, because the nighttime starts around 8. Oh, you we probably... started at, like, 2.30. So. Oh, 2.30 in the afternoon? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> oh, ye. Oh, ye with no kids. <laughs> Can, do, do you have kids? I can't remember. No. No. He does, oh, ye with no kids. Yeah, I, got, I got four cats. Yeah, the cats don't bind if you watch. We start watching movies at two thirty in the afternoon. Oh, I miss those days. <laughs> and this is when you first meet the dwarf, which I think it's funny they casted Peter Peter Dinklage to play a giant dwarf. It's kind of yeah. I, I don't, don't know. It's a strange choice. It works. I mean, I don't really know him very well. I haven't seen a lot of his work. I know he's in Game of Thrones. I've seen the first season of that, but I don't really know much about the actor other than he was in uh, one of the X Men movies. So yep. Oliver Trask in Days of Future Past. I remember loving that movie. Yeah, it's good. We'll see. But that's that's something that. So I mean, it was it was interesting. Like I, the whole idea that he was this dwarf on this on this like spaceship type of not space like station type thing where he there were three hundred of them and he thought that if he if he built this this gauntlet for Thanos, he talked about he built the gauntlet that then he would that he would spare the dwarf, but he kills everybody and then he destroys his hands. Mm-hmm. He fuses his hands together. That way he can't make any other weapons for anybody else ever. So sad. Oh, wow. And Peter Dinklage plays this beautifully. Like the sadness in this is his facial expressions. Like his eyes are just drooping with regret and almost kind of resigned. What did it matter anyway? Right. Yeah. I I tried. And what did it? It didn't matter. Really just tough, 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 tough. It, it, It was really like it's a little heartening. 
little disheartening. Like, whew, like you know, and, and and to live with that, but you know, that guilt that you did this, you sacrifice and you give this web, this tool to destroy the world, and yet you got and you still lost what you tried to save. I thought that was cool. And the attack story when you first season, and it kind of goes back and forth throughout this whole part of where this is another one of the scene they, they like to jump back and forth with, and then again you jump again to Nebula, who then escapes. Her escape scene I think is very interesting. Kind of like a little thing pops out of her head. The guy goes to put it back in, and she breaks his neck. Mm. <laughs> that was amazing. It's effective. Yeah, you know, he, she's been hanging there for, for who knows how long, and she's probably like, man, I thought I fixed this thing. Boop. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then you finally have Tony's group. They land on Titan. They finally get where they're headed, and this is when the Guardians of the Galaxy first show up, like Drax, Star-Lord, and they start attacking them, looking for Gamora, and I think this scene is kind of funny. Where they're like, yeah, you know, because they, they keep fighting because they think they're working with Thanos. They think they're working with Thanos, not realizing it until someone says, we're here to kill Thanos. He's like, we're here to kill Thanos, too. <laughs> and I think he mentions he makes some comment about America or something. The guy's like, you're from Earth. Yeah. He says something about uh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. That's like, who, do, who do you serve? You know, I'm supposed to say Jesus? Like, <laughs> I'm from Missouri. That's on Earth. <laughs> it's I, it's a very good yeah this is kind of the the two teams teaming up and they kind of that little mexican standoff pseudo pseudo kind of sorta where everyone's got someone to hurt yeah. and uh yeah they kind of come together and realize they're on the same team where's get after gamora? That, that. <laughs> where's gamora who is gamora why is gamora <laughs> that, that was stupid <laughs> that it's good kinda... though it's, it's it's uh that was ad-lib by batista was it oh <laughs> i didn't know that oh fun okay okay for him. I could have done with that, but okay. Line. It's a good line. I like it. I approve it. Keep it in. Keep it in, <laughs> Russo Brothers. If you're paying attention. Yeah. So now they get together. I think they kind of go out and they start trying to plan. You know, they're on they're on Titans. They're like, okay, well, he's coming here, clearly. So let's <laughs> what's the plan gonna be? That's when I is that good. when I'm sorry. Well, go good at plans. Tell them about the dance off. The what? The dance off. <laughs> what, like in Footloose? It's still the greatest movie ever made. It never was. That was funny. I did like that part. <laughs> Very good. I also yeah. never seen Footloose. Me neither, but neither I don't mind. I'm sure it's not the greatest movie ever made. I'm sure it is neither. Will's reaction to that is really good. Like, wait, what? Like, he had this, like, what? Look <laughs> it's actually face? hurt. Yeah, like, huh? What? Yeah, this is when the team is planning for Thanos. Doctor, the Doctor Strange is doing his whole little check the future thing where they're like, they're like, and they're like, does he always do that? And it's like, they just met him. They don't know anything about him. And he's just, and he's like, I checked. 14,605,000 ways that this could happen. Well, how many did we win? One. One. <laughs> I, yeah, I like, and it's interesting too, you mentioned that, you know, no one's ever seen him do his little time, time scrubbing thing. I've never even um, seen him before. Right, no one's ever seen him before. Um, this is a really good opportunity for us to show the audience what this guy can do in case you're that sad person who walked into this movie <laughs> without seeing anything else. And wondering why people have so much fun at Marvel movies. They have to do this, right? They have to keep the pe- people who have not seen all 20 of these into account when going through it. So these are very effective little beats of kind of taking all the characters. Like when you were a kid, you had all the characters. Or an adult, I guess. And you had all the toys in like a big bucket. And you had your Thor and your Iron Man and all that. And you just mix them together. And you're just pairing off with your friends. Like, here, you take these three. And you start fighting them with them. It's kind of what this is. They're just taking a big old box of characters and mixing them together so nobody quite knows what the other one does, yet they have to use each other's skills in different interesting ways. Very customizable. It's like Transistor, calling back to that episode. <laughs> it's a fully customized build that you want that you can do for your own playthrough. We can make things harder if you want to. Yes, you can. As Quill does, as we'll see in a little uh, momentarily. 
Uh, Quill's an asshole in this movie. Okay. I really don't like him. And then you go to Voramir. Voramir kind of like bugs me a little bit because I the Soul Stone. You never see what the Soul Stone does in this movie. I mean, it just you just need all six to complete your you know your weapon of mass destruction. Like it doesn't actually. I I never I don't understand what the Soul Stone even does. Like I don't know what its power is. It's got to have some control over life and death, I would imagine. I think so. But it, you never see it in this movie. No, I guess you, the soul yeah. stone has the ability to manipulate the soul, the essence that makes up an individual, and has the ability to resurrect and conjure the spiritual representation of the people who are dead. Okay, that's cool. what it can do. Yeah, you never, it never does any of that. <laughs> no, you don't ever really see it no, in it this, but it's, I guess, there? Eh, whatever. So, the important part, you go to Vormir. This is another one of those scenes that when I first saw it in theaters, my jaw dropped a little bit. Because if anyone is know who listened to this, sh- this show, I'm a big fan of Captain America. I'm a big fan of that first movie. And I've always have said, and I will still say this, that the way that movie ends with Red Skull vanishing, he didn't die. He was coming back. They had something planned. They were going to use him again. And I felt that he should have been in Winter Soldier. He should have, they should have, you know, he's a character that shouldn't just been tossed off to the side. I still think he should have been the guy behind Robert Redford in Winter Soldier. He should have been Robert Redford. Take off a mask. Oh, I'm Red Skull. But sadly, that didn't happen. But then... As they're getting to Voromir and they're getting up to the top of this mountain where the stone is, Red Skull shows up as like this guy who's just stuck here. This is a spirit. He's a Dementor from Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty close to it. And that's how I took it. Like it, it, but it was so cool to see him, to see that they brought him back. It's part of the reason I know he didn't come back because the actor that played Red Skull, it's like, I'm done. I ain't doing this again. Oh, yeah. So I think that played a part of it too. But also the MC was so different at that time. They didn't sign the kind of contract they signed now. Well, is that was is that Hugo Weaving in this? Yeah, is not Hugo. in this. No, oh, in this. No, this oh, is the guy, no. one of the actors from Walking Dead. Oh wow. Okay, so this isn't Hugo Weaving. Okay. No, he wouldn't come back. I I, I saw his a member in the theaters. They kind of did this again when it's revealed it's Red Skull. I went, ooh, it's Red Face. <laughs> and I my question is why why so he got sent here. At the end of Captain America, he gets yes. scoop, smooshed up into the Rainbow Rainbow Bridge. The Rainbow Bridge takes him to, to here? Yes. Why? Oh, they, they did not plan this far ahead. There's because like, the movies, okay, we need, we need someone to do the Soul Stone. Hey, we'll just use Red Skull because he got teleported away. His okay, reasoning really is no point. Okay, because no. the Soul Stone wasn't even... We've never seen the Soul Stone until right now. This is the yes. first time we've seen this. So... so how did he get banished here? The reasoning given is since he tried to use the Tesseract, that the, the stone punished him by sending him here is the reasoning they give in this movie. But yeah, there's no like, is this in the end of Captain America? You see him teleport away, but it doesn't make any sense why he's here. What about every dingbat in Hydra who has a Tesseract backpack firing weaponry at the American soldiers? Like, they don't all have, you know, a part to play in this? That's weird. I don't know. I guess but they weren't right. using the stone itself. He was actually holding. Oh, yeah, the stone. that's fair. He was holding the stone. Whatever. All right. I mean, that's fine. I'm just curious. Like, did I miss something? Because it's more yeah. like what Mike said. They weren't yeah, planning okay. this far can, ahead. And they I just like went. Mike's answer. I like Mike's answer better than any comic book thing you can throw at me. Wow. No, there is no comic book it's answer. I'm just 27. Mike's right. Avengers. Yeah. No, it's fine. I mean, this is 100 percent. It was like we have a character we haven't done anything with that's there. I mean, they had never planned this far off. It's no, just, they just they just put him in a space where he was somewhere gone in space, and they could sometimes go back and grab that piece and put it on play, and they just decide to put it here. So sweet, yep. yeah. It's it's. I mean, it was cool to see, but it, when I think about it, the more I think about it, the dumber it gets. So I try. I don't want to think about it too much. But it's you know, still cool. It's cool, but it's yeah. it's a it's it's a small little bit. He's just again kind of greasing the greasing the tracks for Gamora to fall off a cliff and <laughs> just have a very sad. <sighs> this, moment. 
okay, this is a scene that like when because he tells him they have to, you have to sacrifice you have to sacrifice something you love in order to get the soul stone. And Gamora just starts laughing. He's like, I don't love anybody. And it's a powerful scene. And all of a sudden, he Thanos starts crying. And I think Gamora's like, oh, I see him crying because he can't finish. And then Red's like, no, he's not crying. He's not crying for himself. And that's when it clicks. And the fear that comes in her face when she realizes what's about to happen. It's she's like, you don't love me. like you. It's so good. So, so good. What do you think of this uh, very pivotal scene, Michael? I mean, you guys pretty much covered it. It's, uh, I mean, I'm not super attached to Gamora, so it didn't really hurt. <laughs> no, this one but, didn't hurt. There's another scene later on that hurt. This one didn't really hurt. Yeah, but that's still, it's still a pretty big deal. You know, to just kill off a, a main character like that. Yeah, but they kind of change. They just go back in time and pull a different character out. For, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's only one death in the MCU that bothers me, and this is not this. This is not this one. So. Yeah, it doesn't. Again, Gamora, like you said, just she's. You know, she's it's, she's a good character, and we 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 spend a lot of time with her. I remember being shocked and surprised when this happened in theaters. I again this time around just so struck at how good of a villain Thanos is. He's it humanizes him. He mourns. He but he has to do it because again he's got his moral compass. It's pointing towards killing half of hum, half of the universe so the other half can thrive. And he even says in that earlier part when him and Gamora are talking. And you know, she's like, you know, you killed half of the planet. And he's like, have you been there since I did it? It's a paradise. Like everybody's eating and belly kids never know what hunger is. And they're thriving. I had to cull the herd. I know it sucked, but I had to. And this moment of him just be- weeping as he drags her off this roof and just one motion, boom, got to go. Really is hard. And it really <laughs> just throws her off. Nope. Yeah, not even like a ceremonial, like, goodbye, my daughter. No, it just, whoop, throw her off and just do it. Just get it over. Almost like get it over with. Just get it over with. <laughs> yeah, do it. It's hard. It's it's a really effective scene. And um, yeah, and you see her, too. It's not like she just disappears to a void. She's on the floor beneath her. So it's, yeah, it's... he can see her. He can see full well what he just did um, after it was done. So And it's really very bad. clear for us as the audience, she's dead. D-E-E dead. It, it, it didn't bother me a whole bit because I don't care for the character either as much. But I still, I still, I mean, yeah, I wasn't like again. There are different ones later on that that are very heartbreaking and sad and hard to handle. Um, and, the, and the filmmakers know exactly what they were doing. They know, <laughs> they ain't stupid. <laughs> Kills Gamora, and uh, he gets his soul stone. Kind of has one of those weird like Wakanda moments when he goes to the other side and you know sees Gamora as his daughter. Right? Yeah, he sees her. Doesn't he see her? Yeah, because the soul stone shows him yeah. Gamora and then a uh, baby Gamora, and she, which is not Gamora at all. It's the soul stone itself kind of just communicating to him. And it says, what was it worth? Or something like that. And there's that meme. Yeah. Everything. Everything. Which has become a meme now. Mm. Oh, no. Well, that's at the end of the movie when he, when she, at, when. Oh, that, I thought yeah. it was here, too. No, you're right. Maybe it is the end. Okay. Just, there's some kind know. of. He sees her, though, because I know I put it in my. I, no, I didn't. No, I didn't put that later. You're right. No, he just gets the soul stone. He just wakes up in the water with the soul stone. Yeah, and he just pops into his glove. That's it. You're right. He just pops it into the gauntlet. Boom. We now have our four MacGuffins. Two to go. If he if he has his little little uh, meter above his score and his health, it goes bling. Nice. Yay. Moving on to you're flying into Wakanda and you have because yes. they took Vision and they're sure he is trying to get the stone out of Vision's head. Yep. And without killing him, that's what was. That's what right. goes on for this little part. And this is where she f- says, "Hey, I need more time. I'm going to need time to do this." And you have the ship start landing at outside of Wakanda, and one crashes into Wakanda Shield. This is good. 
This is what they say. They see the ship enter the atmosphere. The, the pods start getting launched. There's a couple lines in here. One thing I did notice that made me happy. Rhino Man is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> I, I was happy. I'm like, good. Rhino Man should screw Rhino Man. I was glad he wasn't around. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where he, he ends up. <laughs> well, I'm assuming he's in jail because he pretty much tried to throw a coup. Yeah, I'm sure. He, I'm sure. He, I'm sure he's not uh, in Gen Pop anymore. Well, when um, you throw a coup, you, in most cases, you're you get arrested. Like that's what's yeah, supposed to happen. So something bad happened. He's happened. not. Yeah, he's out of the picture. I I really like the uh, just being in Wakanda again, man. Especially, and my wife looked turned to me. And she's like, "Are they really not going to do another one?" I'm like, James, I don't know what they're doing. But the actors, some of the actors have said, "No, we can't. It doesn't doesn't seem right." And she's like, "God." It's slated for next year, so I don't know what. what so the it is going coming now. I, mean, yeah, I haven't said exactly what's happening yet, but it's coming. Yeah, I, I thought so. Oh, maybe I looked it up and I was like, no, they are making another one, but mm-hmm. I have no idea how that's going to work. Yeah, they're not done. They can't be. It's so good. I just love being on Wakanda. I like how they kind of make fun of their tech. You know, like Bruce Banner, of course, who is you know top five most intelligent you know member of the MCU. <laughs> Black Panther's sister is like, well, did you try to put these into sequence as opposed to this? And he goes, I would have if we had <laughs> thought of it. <laughs> really I do like good. that. I like how sure he's more intelligent than them. Yeah, like just inf- infinitely more uh, advanced. You have another moment that's famous in memes that didn't really hit me when I first saw this movie, but ever since all the memes, get this man a shield. I like that. Yeah, I didn't know that was a meme. Oh, it's a meme. It's a big meme. So they get this man a shield, get this man something, and yeah, it's a dumb, yeah, it's all over the internet. I like the one where they give Bucky his arm, but instead of the new arm, it's the Buzz Lightyear's arm, and he's dressed as Mrs. Nesbitt from Toy Story. Oh, <laughs> I've never seen that. It's <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> okay, that is funny. And this is when, and then you go back to Thor, Thor ends up restarting the star, and then ends up pretty much almost killing himself. No, that's a little bit later. No, he just restarts the, th- the star, and then it jumps back again to the whole team get outside in, in Wakanda getting ready for this big fight, and you have and you have Bruce is in the Hulkbuster. Make, oh, man, this thing took out the Hulk. All right, I'm ready. Like, I think he trips, too, and he's in the Hulkbuster once. Yeah, his little like, comic want-want moment where he's and like, oh, this thing's awesome. And he this trips. is another scene. There's two things I want to say about the scene. Because, one, it, we were tricked a little bit, too, because in the trailer... He's not in the Hulkbuster suit in the trailer. Hulk is running alongside. Uh-huh. And at the time before this movie came out, there was a toy, a, a Funko Pop GameStop exclusive. I think it was GameStop exclusive of Hulk busting out of the yep. Hulkbuster armor. It was a really yep. cool Funko Pop that I wish I would have bought. And I didn't. And that never happens. Neither one is in this movie. Huh. That's interesting. That it's So interesting. Yeah, so I don't know if they were considered and they decided not to do it. Or it was never actually a thing. But yeah, there there's a Funko Pop of it, so it must have been something that was coming. Uh-huh. Or at least talked about enough that they were given, you know, like, here, make this. Like, it wasn't a what-if thing. It was an actual piece of the Infinity War. I put a picture in there of that whole art, of the, well, that whole scene. So I, I wonder if it was a cancel, a cut scene or something that they did. But I wish it would have happened. I would have liked to seen Hulk, but, you know, been in, been in this part. That Funko Pop looks amazing. That looks really yeah, cool. It's like 100 bucks now, and I kick myself for not buying it because I kind of want That is really cool. Yeah. Because I kept expecting that to happen. And I think the way we should frame this now is because we have two things going on. We have Thor trying to reforge his hammer with Peter Dinklage. And then we have um, Wakanda Three. Battle, which is basically Avengers combined um, taking on hordes of really scary, horrible-looking uh, monster dogs. 
and um, you know hordes of chaff in a video game style sense. So I think we should probably just focus. Let's just focus on the. Let's focus on. Let's do the Thor bit first. Okay, that's a sure. And we'll just do Wakanda because then he'll appear there. So Thor, um, in order to reforge this new hammer, uh, Shadow Stormbreaker, right? Stormbreaker. Yeah. Stormbreaker. Yeah. Stormbreaker. They have to um, get the forge running again. He does so with Thor strength, um, gets it open, but unfortunately a thing breaks. Clank. <laughs> it breaks. So Thor has to hold open the portal that will allow the full wrath of the dying star energy in through the little gizmo long enough for it to melt the... What material is that that he uses for that? Do we know? The, the metal. Uh, we don't know. <laughs> I, I assume, I I assume there's some sort of comic book name for it, like palladium sure or something. I don't know. We don't know. All right, we know magic metal to reforge this new hammer called Stormbreaker. What do you guys think of all this this sequence? Again, this cuts back and forth between Wakanda and here. But we'll just focus on this, and then we'll yes, talk about really, that. really bad sunburn right now. He is crispy, and like you said, he's he's almost he's basically dying from from this until he gets the axe. But yeah, in all, all the commotion, they lose the handle for it. Right, 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 right. And then um, teen teenage Groot does the one heroic thing he needs to do is that he snaps off his arm and makes his arm the handle. Yep. And it's awesome. It is cool. <laughs> it is really great. Yeah, it's a nice little turn for a character that teenage group. We've kind of just like, just, I guess he's just going to be in the background of this whole movie. But nope, he has one thing to do. And, and they don't that. even show Thor with the with the axe. It's just he's laying on the ground. I think his fingers might spark a little bit, and the axe hovers, and then it cuts back to Wakanda. Yep, that's it. You never gets see him. It. Doesn't he in this part, or did it cut no. before he gets it? It I cuts think before it cuts. he gets it. Yeah, because you Man, see his arm. Yeah, you see that. You see the hand kind of sparks, and then you see the axe move. And obviously, you put the three together, put the two things together, and you know he now has the axe. We don't need to see it. What you really want to see is his triumphant arrival, which is so great. Which, I forgot how fun Thor is. Yeah, we'll get there. It's, we will get there. It's it's a while. Um, and then when you have the scene when they're at in Wakanda, where uh, they go up to Proxima outside the force and they're like, you know, something about blood, to, something about blood. Just like we have blood to spare, and they just open up these pods and just start releasing hundreds of thousands of these monsters that just sacrifice themselves trying to rip the gate open. And it is just. It is brutal just watching these things just get shredded up by the gate, and some get through, but some they get through at first are just you know they're dead. They don't they're not going to survive getting through, and some are you know, and they're slowly doing it, and, it, it, and then they realize they're going to go around it, and they're like okay, they're just going to go on the back and get vision, and they open up a gate to start to you know to kind of funnel them to them, and this is a great great fight scene. I really really liked it. Mm-hmm. It's excellent. It's really well choreographed. I love when those those like the creature dogs are trying to bite their way through the shield they're getting cut in half right? they're not you know what i mean like do you see that notice that's just getting cut in half they're like mastered yep. limbs falling off and yeah all kinds you know, of Christmas. and you knew me i was just going yeah hey <laughs> losing uh, limbs I, I i know they have a name but i can't they're called outriders a mindless species subservient to thanos okay well you know again every video game needs chaff so that's how you learn your controls Pretty effective though. They, I don't know. They have so many of them. Like, just have unlimited supply of these creatures. Like, I almost feel like they have way too many of these dogs running around. Like, they they, yeah. they should not have been in that spaceships. But whatever. It was cool. Ah. They good. It's really good visceral stuff. Everybody gets things to do. You know, Falcon flies around and shoots his <laughs> drones. I like his drones. I wish his drones were were more of a character than him. 
And also, one thing that I that I was asking myself in this movie when this first came out, I'm like, so where where is Corvius Glaive? Because Corvius Glaive is the other guy that stabbed Vision. He doesn't. He's not in here. I'm like, where is he? Like, is he a Proxima? But you don't have him. Well, you they have- meant uh, Black Widow is like, well, where's your other friend? She's like, you're gonna pay. You're gonna pay with your life for his. So they're implying that he's dead. Okay, that's that's okay. And then you have Cole with him. And Cole has a new Mega Man arm attachment because his arm got cut off. That's what I thought of when I saw it. He's got a new Buster. Maybe I had a really hard time distinguishing between the between the mini bosses in this game because <laughs> I really did. It was just really had a hard time. It was like again, I know the the female clearly because she's the the one female. But between the other guy, it's like there's how many are there? Two, three. It's the one with the staff that's like Loki's. That can there's pull. Ebony Maw, Corvius Glaive, Cole the Conqueror. I think it's Cole. Maybe yeah. oh, Sabine Cole, not Cole the Conqueror. That's a different thing. Proxima Midnight. Yeah, there's four of them. That's right, the black. Well, great. They all have crappy names. That's good. We've established that. I don't know. I had, I had a really hard time differentiating. It was just, honestly, they were just people for the Avengers to beat on. Like, really, they were just fight. Yeah, like, I mean, that's the only whole point of them. I mean, they're just yeah. there because you need fodder for this movie. Perfectly the other fine. Besides Thanos. Perfectly fine. Well, like when you make a Justice movie where you put Steppenwolf as the villain instead of Darkseid because you're going to put Darkseid in your second movie. You know, and that's kind of what they're doing here where they have Thanos not, you know, being the villain, but not the one they fight completely because they're going to fight him in the second movie, too. Indeed. Indeed. I just want to make that joke. <laughs> OK, and then you have one of the best. You have Shuri taking out the stone, trying to get the stone out. And she's like, I don't you know, I need more time. And they're like, yeah, you're not going to have it because they realize what, you know, they're, they're not going to hold these guys off for that long. Right. And, I like it. they're actually losing this fight. Like they really are losing. They are not holding their ground. They're having a hard time with the amount of enemies they're fighting. And then when Thor shows up, what you were talking about earlier, you are right. That scene is just terrific. Well, this is where Bruce is overrun. Like he's in the Hulkbuster mm-hmm. on his back, covered in these dog fangs, and he's trying to summon Hulk, and Hulk just won't come out. But the the Funko Pop I just showed you says otherwise. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I think if that were going to happen, it's when he's fighting the dude later on. It could have happened now too. I would have. Yeah. I would have definitely. I was expecting it. I was. Ex- well, no, because I saw I knew Thor was coming. Like, oh, yeah. they're going to save that for later. You're right. Okay. Um, yeah. Because everybody's in bad shape at this point when Thor shows up. You got the Yo. like everybody's in bad shape. Uh, yeah. You know, I have one I, complaint though. I didn't get immigration song for like I did in that great movie when Thor shows up. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a good choice. Don't do that. Don't so, do that, filmmakers. <laughs> Kim Manfred's Thor, Peter Dinklage, mentions that the Stormbreaker could potentially summon the Bifrost, and he comes in full Rainbow Road. Yep. Bring well, in cool. Rock and Groot in tow. Shoot him a guffin to get him there, though. Oh, that so they had, is awesome. It's so cool. I mean, everything was so cool. I just wanted a song. I just wanted some kind of song to go with this part, but it wouldn't have fit the theme of the movie, so I, I understand. But it's so good. I love seeing Thor show up. And I love them seeing Thor too for the first time since Age of Ultron. Everyone was like, yeah. Oh, what is this? Oh, Banner has said something like, you guys are in deep shit now or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> something like to that effect. He, was, he screamed it like, you guys are screwed. Yeah, because it's a long time since they last saw him. Yeah. It was after Age of Ultron when he says, the Infinity Stones are in play. It's a long ass damn time. Yeah. I'm trying to find a map or a thing that shows me the years of when it happened, but I, I can't find anything. So no luck. But yeah, I just, I just know I know it's it's been like three or four. It's, I want to say three or four years since they saw him last when Age of Ultron happens to when this movie takes place. I don't but, know. Yeah, you probably need to pull out a timeline of some sort. I Someone who had more time on their hands than us made a timeline that we can then probably research, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, Thor comes up and he does all the cool Thor things. It's great. It's so good. And I actually like, too, I think before he even 
the, the dust clears, Stormbreaker's just going around, just smacking things, like clearing all the dogs off of uh, Bruce Banner and uh, yep. kind of saving the day. It's been two years. I found a timeline. It's been two years since they saw him last. Okay. Okay. I answered my own question. I'm happy now. Now, uh, Michael, did you have any um, like highlights of this whole scene? Because there's a lot going on. We're not going to go through everything. But... Uh, it was cool to see more of Black Panther's kinetic redistribution as he's fighting. Because mm-hmm. he's, he's fighting. You see the purple build up on his suit, and he'd let it out every now and then. It was cool to see them call back to it. Yeah, it's a, it is very good. It's a really good scene, this whole part. I mean, it, you, you come back to it off and on because the, after, after the, the stuff that goes on in Titan, we end up going back to Wakanda a few right. times. So we'll, we'll, we'll jump to Titan, let, them, let Thor do Thor things on, on Wakanda. Yeah. And then Thanos, we'll go to, to Thanos. Now Thanos arrives at Titan, and he arrives on Titan to see Mr. Stark. To, is, is, Tony, is, it Tony, is Tony the one he's talking to? Or is it Strange? Yes. Oh, Strange. I'm sorry. Was it? I forget. And it doesn't matter. He's talking to Stark. No, I'm pretty sure it's Stark. Because yeah, Strange is hiding. No, no, he's not talking. You're right. No, because he's talking to Strange. He's talking, strange. To yeah, he's talking to Strange because Tony ends up dropping the big thing on him. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's talking yeah. to Strange. We get more backstory on Titan. Titan was his home planet. It used to be beautiful. Thanos is saying how he had this great idea. Hey, hey, everyone. Do you mind if I just, if we just kill half of everybody here, we won't run out of food. We'll, we'll be fine. And everyone said no. Guess where we're at now? Barren planet with no food and nobody's alive. Once again, reinforcing theme, reinforcing that, again, he might have a point. So, but again, guess, go ahead, sorry. I have a question for Mike. So, Mike, where was Thanos' brother, Star Fox, the guy who can uh, control people's emotions and pretty much rape people? Where was he? I don't remember him. Do you remember him? This? Nothing? I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, Thanos has a brother <laughs> named Star Fox who actually is put on trial for sexual assault in the world because one of his powers, he controls your emotion, and they got rid of that character kind of because he's a little rapey because okay. of what his power is. That's fun. Yeah, I just wanted to make that joke that he's not, because you will never see him in anything. You never should. Like, he, he's gone. He's not a character they use anymore. But yeah, yeah he's I, Thanos' I mean, brother. Ew, uh, really? He's a hero. He's part of the Avengers. What? Yeah, I know. All right, we may have to take this offline. Star Fox, like the game... <laughs> the characters, yep. Star Fox. God's sake. You know what? Sometimes, sometimes you guys do this on purpose just to ruin my day. <laughs> <laughs> just, just do this. It's all payback for Sin City. It really yeah. is. I really, you guys are, you're meeting out this, uh, this revenge <laughs> slowly. Because oh, he seduces a happily married woman, and that's where he gets put on trial for sexual assault, which essentially is rape. But yeah, you won't be seeing him ever in the MCU, I'm pretty sure. Gotcha. Okay. I just I don't get a chance to mention the stupid character. I just wanted to make that joke. That's fair. So um, this is when they have the big battle when it's like six against one. The whole goal through this to get rid of the gauntlet. It's not to beat Thanos is to de-gauntlet him. That's all you have to do, though. Clearly, it's harder than it looks. (laughs) (laughs) Really close. Like they have this whole plan. Like they they drop a thing. They drop some big thing on him. They confuse him. They're tricking him. Spider Man's wrapping him up, all to get Mantis to kind of put him to sleep. Yeah, Mantis gets him to chill out. They've been then they're trying to pull off the. Of course, they're trying to pull off the gauntlet after a really fun series of just attacks and trying to, to to get one up on him. Really good. I love Spider-Man jumping through the portals and surprising him. There's little quips along the way. Yeah. Really great. Magic. Um, magic. Michael, what Michael, what do you think about this whole this whole scene <laughs> before we get to the point where Quill yeah, just I'm, ruins everything? Uh, it's just another cool fight. Everyone gets to do their thing. But yeah, ever, the, the thing that everyone remembers from this is is Quill just screwing everything up. Uh huh. 
Because he does. He yeah. finds out he 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 find, you know, he asks where's Gamora, right? And Thanos and inside the haze, basically I forget what exactly he doesn't exactly say she's dead, uh, but everyone kind of realizes it before Mantis relaying his emotions right. where she says that he's in anguish he, and he's mourning. He's in mourning, yeah. Yeah, it, do, it doesn't take long, but they figure out, and then because of Nebula too, because Nebula saying things and kind of causing the problem. She says that they both went to get the stone. He came back with the stone without her. Yeah, yes. what do you put two and two together there, Quill? Hey, Nebula, Nebs, my girl, shut up. Yeah, it's like tell him later. Like leave this alone. I mean, do it I later. do it later when he doesn't have the, the the gauntlet of unlimited power on his hand, and then you let uh, Quill go all crazy on uh, on the purple chin don't be quiet Stop. because he starts punching him in the face and they almost have the gauntlet off and like right when he finally comes through they have the gauntlet mostly off like they're getting it he wakes up grabs the gauntlet puts it back on and beats the shit out of all of them and i'm just yeah. like yeah drop something on iron man like i mean i understand emotion i understand all that i understand you just lost someone you love but all you're gonna do is lose a whole lot more people that you know just <sighs> i'm not a big fan of quill after these movies other than the first one yeah, Quill, Quill, again, this is just one of those, it's a very movie thing, but again, I try to put myself into his shoes, excuse me, put myself in his shoes a bit, like, how would I, ever, how would I, how would I react if I found out that someone, uh, the, the woman I love, you know, my wife, died at the hands of this person, right? I don't know if my reaction would be just beat the hell out of him, but I don't think I'd be <laughs> in my right state of mind either, right? I don't also, think I'd be thinking clearly. He gave me the face does nothing. He gave me the face would be like if you just matter. took a toothpick it's, and poke yourself in the arm, like oh, it's the same it was, effect. Yeah. Like you're accomplishing nothing. You're not right, going right. to hurt him or kill him in any shape or form. Even if he didn't have the gauntlet, Hulk's punches didn't really even affect him. Like you're going to do absolutely nothing. But if when you're in, and not to I'm sorry not to dominate this, but when you're, you're when you're in a rage state, I know you're not. It doesn't I, matter. It, do, it does. Don't, there's no rationality. You are not in your own head. You're not in your own space. So you're in a situation where. I just need this thing, anger in me, it needs to go someplace. And it doesn't matter whether it's a table or a chair thrown or whatever else, right? Like rage is a very serious thing and, and not to get too off the field, but, you know, it's it's a fun pastime nowadays to see videos of people having rage scenario situations in like uh, Burger King. You know, I got the wrong fries. I'm going to throw them in the air and get in your face. And those people need to be punished and go away. But yes. we also don't realize that they, there is mental freak, illness yeah. behind these things, and it's actually very sad. It's not just a whole chuckle fest where we can all pile on on somebody who's clearly mentally unstable. So when you're in that, when you're in that, and again, not saying those people shouldn't be punished. They should. They should be removed from that gen pop. They deserve every consequence they get. But yeah, when you're in that rage state, you don't. He's just. He. Just, I'm gonna hit this thing. This thing kill my wife, my my love. Boom, boom. I'm doesn't matter. I I just. It sucks because it's obviously the wrong thing to do. It screws up everything. Um, <laughs> but I can almost excuse it based on just what happened and what he just learned. I blame Nebula for just shutting up. Maybe you say, Quill, it's okay. We'll find her. It's okay. Lie to him. Like You know this isn't going to end well. What do you think is going to happen? Maybe so. she thought he wasn't as dumb as he is. I mean, dumb, just emotional. I That kind of stuff just supersedes all yeah. all. The, all Knowledge I mean, I've done and intelligence. Dumb shit emotionally too. So I, 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 can no, I think speak, we all have, but... right? I mean, we all have. So, you know, I've never, I've never had the balance of the universe in my hands. <laughs> you know, stakes, no. I guess. But yeah, 
Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It just it's just always one of those parts that just bothers me in this movie. It's hard. It's a hard watch. You see a, see a guy who you like you like Quill. He he who literally just and you see it coming. As soon as you think, oh god, he's asking about Gamora. This is this is it. He's gonna lose it. It's rough, but yeah, he comes back. Uh, Thanos gets to his uh, his gauntlet back. He impales Tony Stark. He stabs him, doesn't he? Yeah, he's yeah, actually about to kill him. Well, yeah, but I mean, he stabs him. It's like a stabbing. Tony morphs the nanites into like this blade and. Thanos just breaks it off and stabs him with it. Yep, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it's really powerful. And you think he's done. Like, I, you think it's over. And then um, Doctor Strange, even though he said he wouldn't, saves saves Tony by surrendering the Time Stone. And now he's all he's got to do is one more. He's one more, and it's in Vision's head. <laughs> Tony seals himself up with his um, nanite juice. Fine. Nanite foam. That's great. Well, he tells him that if you spare him, I'll give you the stone, which is right. all because he knows that if he doesn't, you know, this is the only way to save the world. And this is kind of because beforehand he sees the well, yeah, like 14 billion different outcomes. And only one of them is where they win. This is the one where they win, but they have to lose first. And that's when you as the audience realizes, oh, but there are strange, some... strange knew this was going to happen and knew that he'd have to give the time stone in order for them to win down the line. And there's there are some cool little scenes like where you have Thanos fighting Stark, you have Doctor Strange making a bunch of Doctor Stranges fighting Thanos, which doesn't do anything. You have Peter saving people. Like they all get a little bit of a moment here to kind of do something in this fight. I thought it was very cool. I always so, love how powerful Doctor Strange is. Yeah, he's so good. And this that is, that yes. logic of Doctor Strange is even if Quill had not punched out punched Mantis off of Thanos and woken him up, they there's still some way they would have lost. Because this is the one way that they win. I think that this is, I, I think, because what he's, he looks at, he looks at multiple possibilities. So he's not like doing like predestination. Like he can't see in the future. He can see all the different possibilities and which one has the best outcome. And he knows that this is the, this is just a possibility that if we, if he starts this catalyst, like let's start this, then all of these other things are going to happen. And this is the, path we need to be on so let's steer ourselves on the right path because i know which one it is as opposed to potentially doing one of the other 14 million that are just not going to end up well at the end you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. yeah it makes sense i feel like i just talked myself into a circle into a i talked myself into a metaphysical circle <laughs> <laughs> anyway but yeah so um strange guy yeah, kind of knew nope he's gonna have to win that's basically what he's saying at that point but they know win. he needed iron man for them to beat him that's how I take it too, nope. because he he saves Iron Man, gives him the cell because they needed Iron Man. Fair, 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 fair. All part of the plan. Yeah, you know, it's just I don't. Well, at this point, you know, because your because heroes are dying and everyone's losing, and what's supposed to happen in a movie? Again, movies work like this: the bad guy gets to the point where he has the ultimate power. He tries to use the ultimate power. He loses. The Death Star explodes. Yay! Heroes win. Right? And you're fine. That's great. That's how movies work. You, what do you think he's gonna you're gonna defeat him on the second stone? No, of course not. He's gonna get five <laughs> of the six, guaranteed. But you don't think your heroes are gonna be this ineffective? Oh, they, he does they, it. They, and, they, he, they he, and you don't expect Thanos to almost literally just waltz through this, like grabbing this one, grabbing that one at the grocery store, grabbing this one, quarter pound of, <laughs> of power stone. Like he's just just walking through it slow and murderously and with no joy or 
Like, yeah, I will be all powerful. His goal is not to be all powerful. His goal is to sit in a shack and watch the and watch the sunrise. His goal, <laughs> he just one job. He's Which is also a reference to, to the comic. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. But anyway, I, anyway, I man, this is a uh, a lot, and we we have way more to go. Not so much movie. We're getting there. We're yeah, making we are. good time. We are, and it's not so much more. Yeah, movie wise, but just emotionally, we still have a ways to go. Yeah, and. and- also, during the thing with 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 Doctor Strange, you have that line that they that they reference. Essentially, they're like he makes a comment about now we're in the end game. That's it. Which is what is it when when before Endgame gets announced, they're like, yeah, we're making a movie. What's the title gonna be? Well, it's in the movie. So there was yeah. Age of Ultron too. Oh, they say Endgame in that too. Yep. Huh. I don't remember any of that, but that's not surprising. Fair. So, um, yeah, let's see where are we at here. You go back to Wakanda and you now we're going to finish up like what's uh, going because so he's got the time zone. He got all the stones. I mean, and during all this time, you're jumping back and forth with with Wakanda and at Wakanda, you have the, the, the big wheelers show up, which I thought was cool. These big giant wheels go underground, pop up above the shield and they cause a little bit of problems. And this is also when Wanda finally leaves Vision because she's staying. She's not even on the play field. She's just with Vision protecting him. In case, you know, because as soon as they get the stone, they're gonna, she can destroy the stone. But when this happens, she feels the need to go fight because they need her. And at the same time, when she comes and one, she's a badass, mm-hmm. ends, up, ends up showing up because he's been hiding this whole time. And he goes for the stone because Proxima's like, she's in, you know, Wanda's in play. And then he yeah. goes after and he goes after Vision again. Why wasn't she down here from the start? I know. That's my favorite lines. I love that. Why wasn't she here down? Why was she down here? Is oh God, is she, oh, she is she OP? My lord, oh, again. Yeah. Yeah, we see more like, of that in Endgame too. It's, it's more of that later too. Parts. It's ridiculous. I James was like, so what's her power? And I said the line we have, we've been saying for the in these these podcasts. She's the whoever the writer needs. They yep. they just write her in with a power and she can do it. She's I'm glad you haven't watched something else, otherwise you'd have more opinions. <laughs> oh, see, so okay, see. Well, I don't know. She's as far as the MCU goes, non TV. I will watch WandaVision at some point. She is just ridiculously overpowered, and it's kind of fun, but it really is kind of comical. Like, she's the power to do literally anything. Oh, yeah, it's, I like, I love Elizabeth Olsen. In, she's in, great. I really like her, too. I think she's she's unassuming. Like, you wouldn't expect her. She doesn't wear a costume. She wears clothes like a normal human being. <laughs> um, it's cool. It's just, yeah, she's she's just a person with this incredible, ridiculous red, red power smoke that just yeah, uh, so destroys cool. everything. And then when they fight, and then I do like she gets knocked out by Proxima, which I thought was kind of dumb. But and then you have or knocked down, I shouldn't say knocked out, knocked down. And then you have Proxima fighting Black Widow, and God, who else is she fighting? Oh, and girl from Walking Dead, Michonne. I can't remember her name in this movie. And it is so I I really I was so happy to see Scarlett Joe again. I was like, oh, Scarlett Joe's back. I was yeah. so happy. I thought the thing like like Mike is just in his happy place right mm-hmm. now. That's she's my favorite in all these movies. I know. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll go um, with that. <laughs> Michael, do, Michael, do you have any standout moments from, from kind of like this part of the, the giant uh, Wakanda battle? Just Scarlet Witch being OP is pretty awesome. Yeah, man. I, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. And it's cool because, like you said, Mike, she gets, she gets knocked down. Like, she gets taken out for a moment. So she's not like a superhero, right? She doesn't have titanium bones in her face or, <laughs> no. you know, the magic of the gods, right? She's just a person. So you when give she, her a good whack, she's gonna fall down. But she is the one that kills Proxima. Yeah, because she grabs right. Proxima yeah. and <laughs> throws her into one of the big wheels. Yeah. And kills her. The way yeah. the, the the Black Order go out are pretty awesome. 
Yeah, they because they kill all of them in this part. You have um, Cole gets grabbed. I, I forget who kills Crawl, but somebody just throws him into the shield, essentially. Yeah. It's the thing with Hulk here in a bit. Yes, it's the Hulk thing. Oh, okay. You want to talk about that? Yeah, go for it. Mike? Uh, where Hulk's getting his ass kicked by this big guy, and, well, Bruce is getting his ass kicked, and he's <laughs> trying to get Hulk to come out, and Hulk won't come out again. That never pays off. He's like, fine, you big green asshole, I'll do it myself. <laughs> and uh, the hand that Crawl had cut off of the Hulkbuster, he just attaches it onto Crawl, turns on the rocket part of it, and he's like, see ya! And then it just tears him up along the shield until it finally explodes. It's really great. It's really cool. It's very satisfying. There's it all, is. all the bad guy deaths are the uh, bad guy. Oh, sorry, How did... Glaive, how did Glaive, okay, we want to talk about Glaive, because he's the only one that's still in play at this point that we haven't mentioned, because Glaive attacks Vision, Vision and then Glaive and go jumping out of the building and end up in the woods, and I think he stabs him again and almost kills him, kills Vision again, and I forget, I think, does this when Wanda shows up? Like, Wanda goes to where Vision is? I I think so, but doesn't Captain America show up? Maybe his Captain shows up, all I remember is Glaive's gonna kill somebody and then Vision stabs Glaive through the chest right. and finally kills him with it with right. his own spear. Yeah, that's right. when Cap shows up because Cap's okay. kind of holding him off and telling Vision to run, and then Glaive gets stabbed through the chest and finally kills him. He repeats then, what he said earlier: yeah. "We don't leave a man behind. Right. We don't yeah, that, tread yeah, lives." Callback. I'm sorry. Say again. Yeah, we don't. We tread don't tread lives. lives. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. So those are all pretty good. And again, all the all the uh, the mid bosses really get. <laughs> really get theirs, you know. They really get theirs in, in a fun way, which again we need because it's all about to go real bad. It does. Let's go bad. So, anything else on the um, on the big battle in Wakanda? I think we covered most of it pretty well. I do like the um, the moments where it's the female fight, uh, which is before yeah. the other dude shows up. But oh no, the fe- yeah, I mean, we already talked about that. But I, my wife even comments, she's like, "Oh, that's really, I like that representation. That's cool." Like she oh. liked it. She like, "I love that representation. I, that's cool." I referred to it as a diet version of what we get in Endgame. <laughs> it is. It really is. It's it super is. You this know. is when you have. Oh, Probably. we skipped over uh, Thor talking to to Captain America when he shows up. It's like, oh, I see you copied the beard. <laughs> oh yeah, this is my friend Tree. <laughs> I am Groot. I am. Steve Rogers. <laughs> so, I also love the fact that well, here's one of my favorite lines. I'll go way back. Just very, very quick. When, when Thor starts talking to Groot when he first meets him and Rocket's like, you speak Groot? <laughs> He's like, yes, we took it as an elective. <laughs> That's really, really Stop. funny. Yeah. Winter Soldier picking up Rocket and they're kind of spinning around doing a back-to-back shooty thing. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, all the fight kind of blends together, but. Yeah, and that's why. Go ahead. And everyone gets a scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone like, gets a scene. Like Soldier, they have the little, you know, dual thing. That was kind of cool. Like, there's always something. Even yeah. Shuri, when Glaive shows up, she turns around and starts shooting at him with Wakanda tech. Yep. So you all, everyone gets something, which I, I, I like. And then you have Witch with Vision. And then and then I like how Vision, like, start having the headache. And then Thanos arrives shortly after that. Like, that is, whew, this is, this gets brutal here. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the whole team goes after, like, all the Avengers go after Thanos. He just takes them out one by one really quickly, too. Just like a, you know, flick of the stone. Uh, and he just, he just, just and he's using different stones. using the purple stone, using the blue stone. He's just, you know, getting them all out of his way. And it is, it's so good. It's hopeless. It's a hopeless moment as the audience. I don't remember, because there's a point in this movie where they stop playing music. Like, I didn't care. 
I don't. Again, I know after the snap, I don't think there's another piece of score in this movie. I don't think. I'd have to watch it again with the sound on, but I, I watched it with the sound on last night, of course. But I mean, I'm gonna do it now. But they very little the, during the snap, and we'll talk about the snap in length because that is extremely important. But at this point, it's all slow motion. And everyone, there's nothing anyone can do. It's hopeless. And, and at all, this point, yeah. All the well, while, uh, Scarlet Witch is trying right. to destroy the stone, the Mind Stone, because if they can destroy it, then he can't have all six. Yeah, it worked uh, out real well. But, but, is she really trying? She does. I mean, she does destroy it. Like, the fact that she destroys the Mind Stone, or the Mind Stone, why she's holding back Thanos at one point, yeah. just shows how powerful she is. It's ridiculous. And she then basically- Cap holds the gauntlet when he's trying to, like, before he punches him in the face. That's another scene that makes me just love Cap. Yeah, and I and I just love how Paul Bethany plays this character too, saying to her the whole time, "Look, it's okay." He says to her, which I think is a beautiful little moment. She he says, "It has to be you. I know it's not fair, but it has to be you. I I, I know it's not fair. I, I know this sucks, basically, but you have to do this. You're the only one who can do this." So sad, but in his him just being like, he has this moment where he says, "It's okay. I'll only feel you," yeah, which is a callback to earlier. Yep. Yep. It's so good. And then like Man. she right before she destroys the stone, right before he knows he's about to die, he's like, I love you. Mm-hmm. And then she destroys yep. the stone. Yep. But Thanos has a tool for that. Yeah, you know what? You can throw whatever you want. I got a full gauntlet of fun things to use. <laughs> I like how he just sees this, you know, she, she's you know on the floor, it's like we stopped you. He just resets time and grabs the stone out himself. It's so hopeless. And I knew that too. I'm like, because I see it explode. I'm, I, and I again it's been three years. And I'm like, huh? And then I go, oh, he has a time stone. <laughs> oh, okay. He's going to go just He's rewind it. And at that point, if you have that realization, you know it's over. And you have that just sinking feeling. Nothing anyone can do. This is inevitable. This is it. As he says. As he says. Yeah. So powerful. I, I remember seeing this first time in the theaters and I just couldn't believe. I'm like, wow, he's good. There. I'm like, he's going to do it. Like, I, I was like, I was surprised. Yeah, I was shocked. But, uh. So then he puts in the stone and Thor. Oh, no, sorry, I was like, Thor shows up. No, he puts in the stone and then Thor shows up and throws the axe at him. And that's when he has a little, and he starts kind of talking to him. He has a dialogue. He's like, you should have went for the head. Yep. Should have went for the head. Snap. <laughs> Thanos sees the baby Gamora via the soul stone. Soul stone. Realize soul stone. That's like a, that's like a, it's when he that's does, like a sorry, sorry. does anyway. this. That's when he activates the soul stone and goes inside of it. Right. And he's in that weird little red world. And yes. it's not really her. It's the soul stone. And you know, what do they cost? It cost it costs everything as the, as the meme um, <laughs> cemented in our brains. So memes this movie made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's it a birthed many a meme. So everyone then starts dusting this. At this point, there's no music, no sound, there's no score. There's literally the sound of wind rustling because the setup for this is beautiful. Their setups are so good. The Russo brothers, you get the winds blowing, the looking around, what's going to happen. And then everyone and every other person starts fading away to dust. The dusting animation is gorgeous. I love the fact that it's just a withering as opposed to like a beam of light. You know, a crappier director would have been explosion or beam of light or something stupid. Nope. Just fiddle away. Blow away as if you never existed. That is so good. People fall down. They just kind of just go away. So Bucky goes away. Bucky, does we call it? Now we're calling this dusting. Is that what we call the Guardian's dust? 
I think that's what I put in my notes yeah. was dusting. I forget what the actual term like. I feel like there is a term for it. So if you go to so Bucky, so Bucky dusts, you get Black Panther dusts, which is so sad. Please, this is not a good time. This is no place to die, and he just dusts. Yeah. Oh, just it's shocking. Powerful, um, and then like you know, like when the Guardians dust, and then you have Doc, you know, Doctor Strange before he dusts, he's able to say the one lines that there was no other way. Who else dusts though on when they're on Wakanda? Because I know Scarlet uh, Widow. Oh, the sorry, original Avengers make it. Everybody else goes. Groot goes. Groot goes. Scarlet Witch goes. Groot. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. What was I don't it? like Groot, especially not teenage Groot. That one, honestly, uh, so Scarlet Witch dusts. Um, uh, Groot dusts. Falcon. He dusts. Yeah. Does Falcon dust? Oh yeah, I remember because yeah. I remember saying whatever. Winter Soldier dusts, dusts rather. And does Warhammer? No, Warhammer does not. War Machine. War Machine. I keep saying War. <laughs> I have been saying Warhammer for the last year and a half doing this show with you guys. I've been saying Warhammer. War Machine. Sorry. No, War Machine makes it. It's War just machine. mainly the original people that stick around. The rest of them are all gone. Okay. I didn't realize it was that kind of thing. All the Guardians are gone except Rocket. Yeah, which is kind of weird, but I guess they wanted to keep somebody. And Nebula. And oh, yeah, Nebula makes it too, huh? I forgot about her. And Strange is gone too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which Man, makes... and of course, of course, you can go ahead. Mike or Michael, feel free to lead up to the biggest dusting, which is probably the saddest part of this movie. I don't want to. Okay, I'll I, take it. Uh, <laughs> I really don't want to either. That's why I threw it to you guys. I don't want to talk about this. This is ad lib too. When Peter falls into 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 Tony's arms and says, like, I don't feel so good. I don't want to go. None of this is in the script. Really? This is all him. Just he just started doing it, and they're like, they're like, run with it. So I thought that was really cool. I mean, it's a sad scene. I know my when when I first saw Tiff cried in the theater, she, you know, I had a little tears. I'm just like, yeah, he'll be back. Who cares? I I, I got a tear on. I got a couple nope. of tears on. Not gonna lie, Michael, oh. tears. Oh yeah, I'm just yeah. either at all. I'm like, yeah, he's back next week. Mike is just cold blooded, sitting in the middle of the theater, munching popcorn. No, nope. he's you coming know. back. <laughs> Like, <laughs> there is one death that made me that made me tear up a little. This was not it. I'm like, he's coming back. He's got contracts. I don't care. It, was it in this movie? The one that no, made you think? An Endgame. I can oh, tell no, you like, who it is. Nah, <laughs> sorry, we'll, we'll wait to there. I want to. I want to save the surprise. Um, <laughs> of course, I know no. who it is. Of course, now I know. <laughs> sorry, so that's the only one that that one made me tear up a little. No, she'll Other be than back. That. She'll, she's in another movie somewhere, I'm sure. She takes before Endgame, yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I this is just this point when I was watching it last night re- cemented to me that I really want to see Tom Holland in other movies. And when I see these, when I see Marvel movies, I know they do other work, obviously. But I occasionally, like for example, the car- uh, actor who plays Loki. Tom Hilton. Tom Hilton, thank you. I like seeing him in other things. Like, I want to see you in other things. You're so good acting-wise as an actor. What else do you do? That was the moment where I went, Tom Holland, what else are you going to be in? Because I want to see your other movies. And I want to see what else you do outside of this universe. Because the acting in that is so beautiful and subtle. Every piece of it. I want. I would love to dissect. I want to watch it again. I don't want to get sad again. But um, just the fact that he... he the way he holds on to Tony, like the performance is so good. It's almost, I think, feel like you know, Robert Downey Jr. doesn't even know what to do with it. It's so nuanced and fearful and scared and resigned. There's that moment and there's way earlier when um, Tony Stark pats him on the back. And this is why I didn't mention it then because we didn't bring it up. Tony Stark pats him on the back and says, congrats, you're an Avenger. Mm-hmm. Right. He kind of like does like a night thing. And his reaction is so good. 
he has this like little gleeful kind of look in his face. He nods a couple of times like, okay, okay, I'm, a, I'm an Avenger. Get to, get to work. That little piece of acting and this piece here make him uh, cement him as an actor. I want to see do other things outside of this universe because he is so freaking good. Yeah, he's Sorry. in a lot of he has, he has a decent amount of movies though. Like there's a there's a one that just came out called Chaos Chaos Walking that I really want to see. I again I don't I don't really know his filmography, but um, I, I am going to seek it out because again, it has he, Daisy I, Ridley in it and it has Mad Mickelson in it, so I'm okay. interested. Oh yeah, that's yeah, all I know. Great. Cool. So anyway, that's my three-minute spiel on Tom <laughs> Holland in this gorgeous scene. And man, those the directors know what they're doing. They just do. They know what they're doing. I'm so glad they didn't have him say, oh, I don't like sand. I don't like dust. I'm glad that wasn't the line we heard. Oh, God. Please. Heaven. I'm going to keep making these jokes. Heaven forbid. <laughs> and then you have Cap next to Vision just sitting by the dead body, just so defeated. He just looks so sad and everything. Like, it is. It's really powerful. And it's all, and it's the entire Avengers team that's on Wakanda in one shot. He's kind of kneeling down. He's looking at, yeah, the uh, vision body, the vision shell, you could say. Yeah, and, he's just a shell at this point. Yeah, and he, they, they're looking up in like, disbelief. And that's the last shot of them you see in this movie, if I'm not mistaken. It is. The movie then, cuts out yeah, to Thanos in his farm. Thanos on his farm. And again, I, it's funny, at the time, and I, again, I know Endgame's coming and you can't do this, obviously. But yeah, I don't you don't know if Thanos is actually going to be in Endgame. Like his job is done. Like why are you going to go after Thanos now unless you want to punish him for what he did? And honestly, at that point, I'm like, what do you do in Endgame? Clearly, there's a thing. I guess it's called time travel. We'll talk about that. Um, and I think I actually like this movie better than Endgame now that I've seen this one. I'm curious. My thoughts will be in a couple of months. I I would have loved to see Thanos if there wasn't an Endgame start to dust away himself. Final shot, he's looking at the sunset, he's sit down, he's resting, his job is done. He had one job to do, and he did it. And then maybe he just starts to dust away. Because based on his morality, it's random. The dusting is a random selection. It's 50%. Complete random. There's no, like, rich or poor, it's random. Which means that should include him. Which means when he snaps his fingers, he has a chance of dusting himself. 50-50 shot. I think that would have been gorgeous and beautiful and stunning. Of course, you can't do that because we have an endgame. We have another movie in which he is in. But at that time, I didn't know that. So that was my fault. Then was like, man, that would have been just great if he had just started not completely dust away. You just see a little bit of dust go off his little ball sack chin. And then, <laughs> I agree with and, you. and then boom, cut the black. That would have been, I don't know, just chef. That he died but, too. But then, but, but then in endgame, and you just saw this, Michael, isn't it like really quick? Like he's not in it much. Yeah, he's not in it. Well, not that I mean, version of him. This this current Thanos isn't in it. Oh, right, long. right, right. I remember now. I, I'm remembering things now. Okay. Yes, I'm remembering things now. Like what, 20 or 30 minutes in or less than that? He's taken care of? Yeah, it's like 15, 20. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm excited to watch that game. What did you guys think of the ending? It's fucking what powerful. Uh, it's, you still got three more hours to get through before you get the ending. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, basically, basically. What do you guys feel about? Okay, then this coda of the first half of this uh, of this movie. Powerful. I like it. I still like it. It's not. I was actually torn between if I like this more or Avengers: Age of Ultron, but I can't really remember what I felt about Age of Ultron. But I really it's enjoyed it. For Michael, what do you? Th- I know Ultron. <sighs> you hold to a high standard. Mm-hmm. I'm a simple child. Like the the heroes have to win. Like <laughs> just don't mess with the formula. So now I'm not a fan of how this ends. Is that why you had to watch the second movie immediately? 
Yeah, partially. Oh. <laughs> is that why you also don't consider this its own movie? You kind of consider them <laughs> two halves of a whole? Yeah, it's not over yet. No, it's not. Uh, no, I, I'm going to think about whether I would consider this a whole movie or, or, or just like part one of two, which it kind of is. It, it is. But I think this really stands on its own in its own movie. I don't know. I got to think about it, though. I don't I, I think this is required viewing before you see uh, Endgame. Like, I don't I don't you can't, which makes me agree with you, Michael, and that this is really could be considered just one long movie because you can't have people sit in the theater for six hours. I don't know, unless you're except for all the weirdos that sat and watched the entire MCU before this came out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, those those strange people. Yes. Do you mean people actually sat? Oh, yeah, like AMC had a thing where they showed every movie back to back. What? Leading yeah. up to, to the midnight release of this. Yeah, and that's like two, it's like two days worth of movies. In a yep. row. It's pretty in much a row. you would go and see what you wanted to see and then leave. You sleep through Dark World and Iron Man 3. Okay, all right. But, you, <laughs> but there were probably crazies who sat there for two oh, yeah, days. For sure. Not bathing, eating popcorn for two days. Oh, God, what that theater must have smelled like. <laughs> got oh my lord before we shelf it or box it did you guys have you guys ever done the the google thanos thing it was a big deal what no oh yeah Were you, you talking about the thing that? where if you live or not no 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 no. if you let me see hang on i think it was something specific and then it kind of dusts away the yeah the screen, exactly yeah. so if you search for thanos within google It'll actually try and see if it still does the thing. Oh, it's not there. Oh, it's still there. Okay, yeah. So if you do that, friends at home, if you haven't done it before, if you just uh, Google Thanos, and then you'll see a little glove, a little gauntlet by his name. If you click that gauntlet, it'll dust away half of the entries in your sheet. Don't think it's there anymore. Oh, yeah, I don't think it's there. I just searched for it. So you can't do that anymore. Well, upon release of this, you could do that. You could search for Thanos, and beneath his images, you'd see a gauntlet. If you clicked on the gauntlet, the gauntlet would fade. Half of the images would fade, would dust away, and then half of your results would dust away on Google. It would go up and down the page. And then finally, where it says your results, it would say whatever your results were, you know, 41 million results, it would cut that in half. It would go and reduce it by half. Very cute and clever. Mm-hmm. They don't, it looks like it's gone, though. You're right. I just tried it. And no, no dice. No Thanos dice. Anyway, that makes that whole little piece of knowledge completely useless because you can't do it anymore. But pretend. Look it up on YouTube. I'm sure it's a thing. And I am spent. What, what <laughs> does still work is if you type in do a barrel roll and the entire screen flips around. What? Does so. it really? Yeah. So you can do that instead. I'll do that right now. <laughs> oh, God. That was awesome. That made my day. <laughs> Not doing a podcast with you guys, by the way. No. <laughs> There's a bunch of those. There's like a whole website that lists out all the cool things you can do in Google Chrome. The secrets and Easter eggs. And I think I'm about spent on Infinity War. We're almost done. We just have the credit. You have the credits. Oh, and that's yeah. when you, you have the last little scene, which I like, which is, and again, made me really happy at the theater, is you have Nick Fury start seeing people dusting. And then he goes and he's like, oh, shit, I better. And he calls. Uh, he, he grabs a little pager that's been, you know, you can t- enhanced. And he ends up and he drops it after he does. He's like, he's like, mother. And then it just cuts off where he can say motherfucker. And you see the Captain Marvel symbol. Yeah, my uh, Michael, what'd you think on the on the stinger? Uh, it's cool. I mean, we knew that Captain Marvel is coming next, but it's still a fun lead up. Yeah, guess hey, who didn't know that? Me. I didn't know this. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. I see this thing really cool. You know, everyone's dusting away. You know, Samuel Jackson and like, oh, all right, this is cool. 
he does the pager and in the little symbol comes up and I go, who's that? I don't know <laughs> who that is. Again, after sitting through 10 minutes of credits, I timed it. These credits, you see, are about nine minutes. On Disney Plus, it was 11 minutes between when the film ends and when the, when the movie was over. 11 minutes. So you figured that was a minute long scene. So 10 minutes of credits. My wife's like, there's 10 minutes of credits in this movie? I'm like, yes. I'm like, I'll just go online and look at it. I don't remember what it was. She's like, oh, we'll sit here. Disney Plus, I just skip right to the end. Well, yeah. If you hit skip, skip credits, will it go to the end scene? It went to the yeah Nick Fury scene. Okay, good. I wasn't sure. Okay, I didn't want to like screw around with it and then have to go back. All right, well, that's good. I'll do that next time. But anyway. Also, um, if you watch this on TV, because I, I watch uh, Black, Pan- Black Panther on TV right after we recorded it, cause, or right somewhere around that because it was on TV, and it, they when they do with the credit scene, they... Go right to the credit scenes right after the movie ends. Like, and then they just the credits are in small, really fast. Okay. So you don't miss them. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's really great, and um, it's a good little scene. I think it's a fun stinger for Captain Marvel. I did. I did not remember who it was because I did not. I guess I wasn't as in tune. Even though now this is three years ago. Three years uh, ago. Wow. Not long though. Like I and pretending like well, back in those days, I wasn't as you know, studious as to my timeline in the MCU three years ago. But anyway, that's uh, yeah, the end scene. That's good, indeed. I was really excited and couldn't. And I remember go, uh, going to work like the weekend after this. I'm like, man, I can't wait for the next movie. Well, it's gonna be a while. Year, was it two years or was it tw- no, it's 2019? It's a year. Yeah, because you get. You get Ant-Man and Wasp the same year, then you the next year you got Captain Marvel, and then you got Endgame finally. I just so so funny. We still have two more non, you know, low-key movies before we get to uh, Endgame. And I said 2020, for forgetting for a second that 2020 nothing happened. Nothing was released in 2020, so 2020 is a dead year. The Titan of years is just sitting there rotting and hulking hulking away. Yeah, it's yeah because yeah because you get. You also get the other movie in 2019. You get after Endgame, you get Spider-Man Far From Home, and then you get nothing after that because 2020, the world ended. Exactly. Indeed. Yeah. All right. And then I think we should go to shelf stacker box. I don't think we need stack, but eh, just because it's there on the regular show, it should be here, here, I guess. Indeed. Yeah, I think it's fair. Good to have the. I, mean, I forgot it last time, I think. So. <laughs> and I'll go first. This, I wasn't exactly sure what to come into. I wasn't sure how my feelings were going to be about this movie again, because it's been so many years since I've seen it, and it, I knew where it's going. I know, you know, again, I see this movie, I seen this movie twice, but I still really enjoyed it. It's still, I think, a very good movie, and it, I think it's a complete one movie, even on its own, just fine. Like, it's okay. I didn't have a problem. Like, I, I didn't feel the need to watch Endgame, even though I, I really want to watch Endgame now, of course, but I still really like this movie. I'm okay with the, with the villains winning. And that the heroes lose because they make some dumb decisions. And still, really good movies going on the shelf. I'm glad we watched it, and I can't wait to watch Endgame in three months. How about you, Mike? It's not a movie. It's not a whole movie. <laughs> so it, it shouldn't garner a rating at all. But I put it in the stack only because, like Bill said, it's required watching for Endgame. Not the, yeah, the stack. But otherwise, I'm not super into how it ends and how... Also, like Bill said, you can't just have a seven-hour movie or whatever. Five, four and a half? No, five and a half. Should have been yeah, because this is this is two and a half hours, and, and Endgame, Endgame is three. And it's got it's fun moments, but it's kind of a bummer of a movie. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Bill? 
Oh, uh, this is, um, I'm glad someone used stack. See, you guys almost forgot to say stack and someone used it. That was great. Um, yeah, this is, this is a shelf. I mean, this is an Insta shelf. I, it's, I think I don't have the attachments to the source material like you guys do. So for me, as far as just a movie movie, it is just spectacular, spectacularly done. Lots of pieces and parts that need to be woven together to make the narrative work. The action scenes are, are unilaterally really great and fun and interesting. Everyone gets their moment. And it subverts the genre by literally making a movie where the bad guy wins. That never happens in comic book movies. And while it does kind of fall a field of the formula, it's still, it's just from a filmmaking standpoint, just absolutely a brave choice. And it really does, it's required viewing for, for Endgame. And I'm going to be very interested to see which one I like better. I'm watching them relatively close together. Um, Endgame versus Infinity War. Yeah, this is just a fantastic film, and I'm really glad I got to see it again. And glad I was able to make some hopefully decent points without having to take copious notes. My wife's like, how did that work for you last time you did that? I'm like, I don't know. We just do this every two weeks, and I hope things turn out okay. The magic of editing makes me not sound stupid. Yeah, it sounds fine. Cool. But yeah, no, I loved it. I thought it was great. And um, yeah, all around great. Okay. That's you know about what I I was picking three shelves, but you know can't 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 always predict these things. You can if you had the time stone. If you could, <laughs> you could just gone ahead and seen what was going on. And Mike, since I know it's one of your favorite movies, you want to introduce what we're talking about next time we come back with the MCU. I don't remember which one's next. It's either Captain Marvel or Ant Man the Wasp. It's Ant Man the Wasp. Okay, it's that one. Okay, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're going to be finally covering Ant Man the Wasp. Which I'm I'm excited for because I haven't seen it in theaters and this will be on so I'm I'm very excited to rewatch it. No, no, I've never seen it, so this is gonna be uh, a new treat for me. You're gonna I think you're gonna enjoy it. Yay. Oh yeah, that's all person <laughs> Sorry, never mind. Get us out of here. Get us out of here. That about wraps up the episode. Hey, we under hey, the end time of this recording at this point is under three hours still before I edit it. So not bad. We actually made pretty we took a while in the beginning, we made good progress. This is going to be shorter than the Civil War episode. That's, That's kind of impressive. It is actually impressive. The Civil War, we, we, said knew, we, were, we, yeah, we knew we were getting into on this one. We knew this had to be efficient. It actually was. I'm surprised. <laughs> so, and uh, Bill, do you want to give a shout out to your podcast? It should be out in June. Yeah, I, I, I yes, it, it should be there by. Uh, who knows? I don't care. <laughs> Go to on Twitter. A gamer looks at forty um, as as a retrospective of the history of games as told through the recollections and stories of those who lived it. Everyday people like you and me and these guys and all you guys, and streamers and bloggers and such. It's gonna be some pretty cool stories on there. I have some plans for further down the line. Um, the type of things I want to talk about. I want to do a story on swatting. And actually talk to people who have been victims of swatting, you know, to kind of get their recollections of how that was. I've in my early interviews, I've talked to a lot of people who have had their relationships um, via like online games like uh, like WoW and MMOs and actually met and married partners via that. So stories like that and also just silly nonsense like the the demo I sent you guys to listen to, which I don't think you did. I did. Oh, you did. That's right. Well, you listened to half of it and then Google. That's because Google, Google Drive said, not, not you're done. You said you're done. Forget it. Which is about uh, my recollections of my best friend and I seeing the wizard when we were like nine. Fun. A gamer looks at 40. Um, if go on Twitter, if stuff is there, listen. If not, cry for me, Argentina. Nothing happened. <laughs> and if you enjoyed this MC episode and you haven't listened to the rest, 
There are 18 others or 17 others. I don't remember what number I said. Listen to so definitely go check out the rest of this series that we've been doing for over a year at this point that you're hearing this. And in real life, so definitely check all those out. We do comics. We do games. That's what we're really here for. Go check out our game episodes. We do one every week. So there's lots and lots of content for you to go look at. So definitely go listen. We'll keep you entertained for years. And one of your awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Bobby, a.k.a. Mike Tony from ZP Blade Foot, Son's Cool Kid Squad. You will see a link in the show notes to his YouTube channel. You also see a link in the show notes to Bill's channel, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> his podcast should be in there. And we will see you guys all. Oh, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I still need more YouTube subscribers, so please. I mean, I just post the show, but hey, some people like it on YouTube instead of instead of listening to it on a podcast, so it's there for you if you want it. And people get mad at me because there is no Thor Dark World, and they really want to watch that movie for some reason, and I'm going to keep making that joke. So, you know, we're going to check in really fast and see. It is now currently at 13,000 views with 33 likes and 26 likes. Insane. Just insane. Ooh, people. Please find the better things to do with your lives and <laughs> seek out bootleg copies of Thor Dark World on YouTube. Oh, come on. Hey, I'm happy. Re-examine. About you know, I'm okay with it. I think it's hilarious, though. Definitely keep it, even though the time that you're hearing this is in June and that number is, you know, growing a lot. But I like making that joke at the end of every episode. And we do the MCU stuff in the weird time vortex we're in. All right. We will see you guys all next time. I need to stop talking. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.